is going on? It is October 4th, 4.15 p.m. I was supposed to do the recaps this weekend, but I mean, yeah, I just, you know, wallowing in my own self-misery as, as usual. And now I'm coming here for a podcast that nobody fucking listens to except for certain few trolls that will, you know, try to try to fuck with me more and more, you know what I mean? Always hinting that they're going to kill me every other fucking day. Apparently it's supposed to happen the the this weekend, apparently it's supposed to happen. Where they're supposed to apparently kill me. And they're and again, they're allowed to, you know, get away with saying shit like that. Because, I mean, why the fuck not, right? Why not threaten a, a mentally ill Pakistani in his mother's basement? And try to lure him into, you know, fucked up shit going on. There's a lot of fucked up shit going on, man. It's it's all fucking confusing because I write my thoughts down, but I know that when I come on the podcast, I'm not going to be able to remember all the fucking points that were fucking made, right? So I'm just going to try my best to, uh, you know, fucking, you know, talk about whatever the fuck I need to talk about, I guess. And hopefully you'll... I mean, listen, man, there's a lot of purists out there that, you know, don't like my brand of conspiracy. Even though everything that I say, it's like, you know, not confirmed or anything like that this is like just my thoughts on certain things you know what i mean but you know you start questioning like every because again you look at you know all the fucking you know people who are so against calling out fucking the elites but then they're you know sucking the dick of the elites and i'm not talking about like the young bucks and kenny omega and all those guys but i mean there's probably people that are fucking riding those guys coat riding those guys coattails as well but, you know, um, I don't, re- did you hear that Facebook and Instagram were down? It's like every other fucking day this stuff happens, right? But apparently, you know, some, I, and again, I, I, whatever, like, disclosed TV or any of these fucking things show up on the, because again, Facebook has been, like, the enemy for all these people. Um, I mean, listen, in, in general, Facebook is, like, you know, not, not really good, but if you look at who's, amping up a lot of the anti-Facebook sentiment. It's a lot of fucking right-wing grifter accounts, right? Even though, like, there's, like, a legit fucking shit you can say about fucking all these social media companies and big tech companies overreaching and all that kind of stuff. I know that argument exists, but it's also been hijacked. And because, like, nobody in the, you know, corporate media, like the Democrats and all that, like, no one wants to really address that type of shit. They always go for the way that it's going to appease a lot of people who lean far right, um, unfortunately. That's how they fucking trick people because, you know, they spent most of, you know, Trump's presidency, even though there was evil shit happening, they would be focusing it on, you know, past presidents, which is, I guess, you know, it is fair to focus on what, like, you know what I mean? Because, again, you know, the, cause the Democrats and the fucking, you know, blue check liberals... They will just pretend like the past didn't fucking exist. Or they, they make it seem like that. So they'll just focus on Trump. Or like they'll be a little bit more quiet when the stuff is happening under Biden. Which is also by design. Because they're making you think that, you know, everyone is scared of the Democrats. Even though like they're all elite. So you can all be scared of all of them in general. But they are really, you know, on social media, they're really hammering home about, you know about, like, how, like, Donald Trump is, you know, and how, like, you know, nothing happened under Trump when 
there's a lot of evidence, like, you know, there's a lot of fucking research people, you know, again, you listen to media roots, they will tell you what happened under fucking Trump because people were completely downplaying stuff that happened under Trump. And now that Biden is office and there's stuff that still affect from fucking Trump shit. Now it is so it is so solely on the, the Biden administration and and by, and by design too. I'm not saying that. Oh my God, don't criticize the Democrats. You should, obviously. But this is the same thing. People fall for the knee jerk reaction to the people who are like Tucker Carlson types, the the limited hangout, and they don't think that people online could be you know also fooling you. Like, right-wing think tanks don't fund a lot of these fucking shows online and all of these fucking platforms online on some level because it's not what, you know, it's, it's not, because again, we, we, we a lot of people think we're in the 90s still, where they think that because it's like, you know, on the mainstream media, someone saying something kind of truthful a little bit is like the biggest fucking fuck you to the whole thing, but it's like, not really, it's a limited fucking hangout. And I feel like there's people who pretend to be purists who are like, you know, who say they're progressive and all that, and yet they will, with no hesitation, buddy up to like, you know, uh, far-right fucking people, and then just give you shit because you're playing lesser of the two evils while you're still, while some people are still choosing a fucking evil regardless. And, you know, with this whole fucking, you know, uh, you know, her, uh, uh, you know, uh, Trump's former press secretary, of course, is a money grab. That book is making, you know, the the rounds and the discourse around that's happening. So now, because somebody who was in Trump's administration, who didn't do shit when she was in there, now she suddenly says that she enabled lies in the White House. She enabled all this behavior. She's afraid of what Trump is going to do in 2024 because he's going to be consumed by revenge. And the thing is, no one is going to, unfortunately, no one is going to take that fucking seriously because guess what? You've trained people for the last four or five years not to fucking fall for fucking the Trump bullshit because of like the justified shit you could point out about with the system that is there. But by design, you know, the people, also the Democrats could kind of tell you why, hey, maybe we should worry about this now, I'll tell you why, even though there's a lot of fucking justification, because I don't believe in, like, whataboutism, um, when you're point, when you're pointing out, like, a history of what's been going on, on the fucking, within, within, like, um, within, like, you know, uh, a fucking system that's, like, always designed, who's always done some fucking evil fucking shit, right, so, so by that, by that, by default, you just don't uh, take any of this fucking Trump shit seriously because they really fucked up with all this fucking shit. Like, Russell Brand is, like, now... I mean, I, I don't know if... if Because, again, time that I saw him, like, in the 2000... Like, saw him on YouTube, whatever, with doing his videos, in the 2010s or so, he seemed like a guy that was fairly calling out, like, the tricks of the trade of how, like, you know, far-right things go and all that kind of stuff. Thing is, like, you, thing is, like, you know, the, the, all these guys that might tell the truth might not be completely pure, and they might be affiliated with something, whatever, right? So, 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 like, you don't, so, because you only focus on the truth, I, I mean, that's why the whole Alex Jones thing went as far as it did, because even though you could tell that this guy was, like, a propaganda tool on some level, there was some fucking semblance of fucking truth that he was fucking talking about, and it's now that, like, and now you realize with, like, how everyone just dismisses everything he says 
is like they do that under the guise of oh any conspiracy is bad so that's why we hate him even though you could probably hate him for being a being a fucking psyop himself and probably you know himself being funded by the elite that's why like again he he's funded by the elite but yet people are mad people will use him as the as the basket of truth when it comes to like censorship but they don't fucking ever tell you that these people who are claiming about censorship they're already protected and they already are doing their fucking... Like, I'm not saying freedom of speech is not going to be affected whatsoever. But they've done this reverse fucking engineering shit on people that people really just don't seem to fucking grasp because we're all supposed to own the liberals all the fucking time, even if it means, you know, aligning with fucking, you know, far-right fucking mentality type fucking people. Somehow then... Like, I'm just saying that, like, if you're going to become somebody that's going to call someone for not being pure enough and um, being cowards in the system because they don't fucking say everything on the fucking surface and then you're not saying everything on the surface and you're misleading people and you're accumulating a new cult then you might be on the same level of wanting to fucking be in in in, in with the elites kind of in a way it's just you're probably it, now it comes across like you're just jealous of other people getting fucking shine so now you're gonna be the guy that fucking accumulates a fucking cult uh of your uh, and, and and you want to compromise yourself because you're so desperate for an audience that you would just fucking compromise all your morals just so you can have a far right wing audience because the far right wing audience is the one that people love to appease a little bit because they're the ones who are online most of the time and because online seems like the be all end all and anyone that has like a mainstream media message like even if it's a good message even though like they're fucking hypocrites you're not gonna fucking you know uh, think that that's fucking edgy or if that's like you know anything that isn't propaganda because you're, you're only a propaganda tool when you're a fucking tool for the Democrats. You can never be a fucking tool for the Republican people um, in, in entertainment or anything like that um, early on in your career when you're doing far-right fucking edgelord fucking shit. Like, you're not being funded by uh, think tanks online or um, different, fun, different groups that want fucking constant fucking chaos because that's the fucking world that they fucking live in. And because we live in an exploited, exploit, exploitative fucking, you know, mentality. You know, because again, a lot of shit that I go through, you know, people won't really give a shit until it becomes, you know, something a part of the discourse. And then they can profit off it, you know what I mean? And and, and that goes for a lot of people who are in the... Because pro- a lot of people who, are, who might be a progressive that don't fucking probably like me. They probably view me under the fucking, oh, crazy fucking conspiracy guy who is not well-researched. Even though I say that you should go to better research fucking people, I just give you my fucking thoughts that are not 100% fucking accurate. You know what I mean? So a lot of these things that I say are fucking theories but again because i'm in that mindset and people just don't want to admit that they can't the, 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 they're limited in who they can fucking call out they're limited they can call out something tank but you can't call out fucking actual influential celebrities because we've had the fucking narrative from you know people online that the celebrities are out of touch fucking people because they're doing fucking all this out of touch shit even though they probably have more fucking power and more fucking you know ways to control and manipulate because they're fucking funded because you wouldn't think that a celebrity is funded even though you know people even when people call it hollywood right people don't uh, think that uh, like like wwe or the nba or the M- mlb and all that kind of shit the the political fucking discourse online that isn't part of hollywood either because again people only think hollywood is just like the liberal people you know what i mean the supposed liberal people when they're not really that fucking liberal to begin with 
But that's, you know, that's what fucking happens. So, I mean, when they're warning you about Trump, they keep giving you breadcrumbs about what Trump's going to fucking do. But the unfortunate thing is no one's going to take it seriously. And why should they? You've, in, in, like, if you don't address, like, people's complaints about the past shit that happened and why this Trump shit is now the uh, supposedly the most fucking, you know, fucked up thing, even though the people in the media have cozy up with, with other shady fucking people in the fucking, like people, people who pretend like Trump was never a fucking politician on any level. It, th- those people are fucking liars. If you don't think Trump, in my personal opinion, at least had his hand in um, behind the scenes politics and all that kind of stuff because he's a celebrity. So you don't think the celebrities uh, are are influential, even though a lot of these celebrities, a lot of these people, especially online in the progressive circles, who want to be celebrities, um, e- e- even 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 they will downplay. Like they'll tell you to listen to a fucking celebrity when you know. Oh look, they have a good reach. It's like Joe Rogan had a good reach. So let's listen to him about Bernie Sanders, even though he was just doing that to you know, basically lump Bernie Sanders people with. Joe Rogan fucking supporters and all that kind of stuff. But then when it's other stuff, then Joe Rogan doesn't have any influence whatsoever. So imagine caring about what a podcast fucking does. But it's like, like you can just admit that you are a part of the system now and you have to play the game as well. You shouldn't downplay, especially when, because then, then, because if that's the case, then, well, then, then, the, then why shouldn't you just go with the lesser of the evil then? If like, they're also limited in what they can fucking do. Just like how a lot of people online now are also limited in what truth that they can fucking tell you. But again, you, you, you can't ask these fucking questions, especially, you know. Because, again, you point that out, people will get fucking mad at you. I, and, again, I'm not saying everyone's, like, fucking evil. Like, they're, they're the pure evil. I get that when you're in the system, you got to fucking probably align with shit. And you probably are going to have to, like, kind of make excuses and uh, side excuses for certain things. But, like, at your core, you, 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 you may be a fucking good person, you know. As good as you can be when, when you're in a fucking dirty-ass fucking system. That fucking, you know, corrupts and makes you even more fucking sick. And then people wonder why these people spiral out of control. And then the people who are paid online, who are are up-and-coming fucking personalities, they will try to come and fuck with people online all the time. And they'll pretend like they're morally superior while they're doing business with people with right-wing think tanks. And they're doing business with fucking these companies. You know what I mean? Like, the only, the, the only Muslims you can respect in the wrestling world are the fucking Nick Khan and Tony Khan. Otherwise, no one gives a fuck about Muslims. Especially because, you know, Tony Khan, Nick Khan, they're not going to... You think Tony Khan's going to say anything about, like, free Palestine? You, you think he'll have the balls to do that? No, he doesn't want to alienate the white people that work with him. He doesn't want to alienate the, the fucking propaganda tools. But yet, but, yet, but, but yet, because people think they're down with fucking Tony Khan or whatever or something like that. They uh, spread disinformation about, oh, look, $6 billion are going to people in Afghanistan, to uh, refugees. In Af- like, do you really think the money is going to, like, you know, you, you really think the money is going to, um, to, to the actual refugees and not the fucking government itself? You really think that those re- 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 Afghan refugees are getting $6 billion? It's just more, it's just more divide. Because what happens in the right-wing think tanks, they get different groups of people uh, who are conservative. But they'll, like, you know, ha- you know pretend they're not conservative. And then they'll, 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 they'll bring... They'll br- like, for example, like, there's, like, some black conservatives I see. Like, you know what I mean? Who, who, who will hype that message up? 
And again, I'm on. I'm and again. There's a valid point to go. Hey, what about what you know? What we need, whatever, whatever. Like we like like what we're owed. Like yeah, of course, black people are owed fucking a lot. Are owed a lot of fucking shit. Like I'm not fucking denying that. But it's like the government's the fucking issue, not like the Afghan refugees. Like the the they're not fucking you know they're not fucking like the they're escaping fucking being bombed the fuck out of for the last fucking twenty years. You know what I mean? But I mean, but 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 again, this is what the but this is but this is the propaganda with the with the, just blaming on the whole Biden administration solely, like not like, you know, and then and then so then you kind of pump in those kind of messages. You see, like you know, you see like different fucking conser- you see different conservatives like white, black, brown. Even, I I even see brown people even kind of questioning the as as also prior these that a lot of these fucking think tank brown people who are like the most boring personalities on the fucking planet will fucking you know hype up that message as well. About, oh, what about the America? Like, yeah, like, dude, you can fucking feel sorry for fucking people in America that are fucking suffering from the oppression that's going on in the fucking world. Like, like no doubt about it. Like, I'm not even saying you shouldn't, but, like, to kind of, like, use, like, you know, like, you know, it just seems like that always happens with, with anything. Like, whenever, like, 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 like they'll use different ra- racial groups against each other. Under the guy, under the guys, because again, the, the the white supremacists who are in charge are the ones that love that fucking mentality. They they, they love having different groups divided, right? Especially if you, cause especially if it looks like you're calling, cause, because again, there's no reason for a lot of people to trust the Democrats, right? Like they they haven't given you a reason on the fucking surface, uh, other than false fucking promises, but. See, this is where people f- don't really tell you the truth. That the stuff behind the fucking scenes, and not social media behind the fucking scenes, where it's made into a documentary for everyone to consume. That's not behind the scenes. Behind the scenes is stuff that you will never fucking know about. I know, I know that ruins a lot of people's fucking little whole thing, whatever. But like, you know, it just it is. Every everyone's fucking divided. Everyone, everyone, every, everyone, everyone is. Is getting on this board of um, because again, by design, this is gonna go so horribly for the next forever. How long Biden's allowed to be in office, whatever, until it comes time for Trump to maybe get reinstated back in or something like that. And people don't believe that that could happen, but like you know, with Texas doing the fucking audit now or something like that, like there's gonna be some shit where it's gonna help. Like like the right wing has made it seem like they're the ones being fucking oppressed the most and all that kind of stuff and being more silent than than everyone else that when it gets revealed that there are people in these big tech companies who are right-wing themselves in my personal opinion are 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 quote-unquote sense it's, it's going to give them more justification so they will so the people who are following trump and all that like anti-woke stuff are not going to fucking seem like they are in the wrong in their eyes. They're going to seem that they they're doing very good propaganda online to make it seem like their 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 view is like the fucking is is like the right kind of view to go with because of how the corporate fucking democrats and neoliberals have presented shit. So now like everyone's persona is to become uh, an anti-woke fucking person who goes off on who sensational like for example there's a whole story about in PWG for example right somebody is again the people are I saw a lot of accounts complaining looking online right oh PWG wants more women uh, some people want more women wrestling in PWG when like there are other women companies that you could support instead of like forcing 
PWG, but it would be nice to have, like, women matches at PWG. Why not? Like, you know, you should always try to incorporate at least, you know what I mean? I know there's other promotions, but you could still try to incorporate women wrestling into it. Because, again, there's a lot of talented women that you could put on, you know, put on there that, you know, might, n- n- not just novelty acts and all that, right? So all these people were complaining about people complain people complain about lack of women. I look up PWG women, and there's literally one account maybe that's talking about how they should have more women there, and at least like fifty to seventy accounts complaining about that one fucking tweet and acting like this is representative of every fucking thing going on. And then people fall for that shit because people look at oh who's complaining and all that. And, and, and they will fucking, it's just like, dude, this whole anti-vax thing has become, become that, like, like, there's, like, like, there's legit skepticism that you can have about the inconsistencies that are being told by the CDC and Dr. Fauci and all that kind of stuff, and now they've divided it into just black and white situation where it's just fucking, uh, you know, it's just fucking, uh, uh, anti-vaxxers versus vaxxers, and there, and then, and then, and people who are anti, who are kind of putting on that right wing message, are the one are ones that are not even like, like even bringing you awareness of like the grifters that are taking advantage of it. That's why when people say they hate Democrats and they hate Republicans, but they're only retweeting like right wing accounts and retweeting fucking those narratives, it's like. Then yeah, I I know I know where you stand, and I know that you're probably funded. But because you're an online personality, that means you can be fucking funded on any fucking level because you're not as fucking big, even though you're being paid to fucking do that. And then whatever and whatever group you're a part of, whether you're an LGBTQ, black, brown, or whatever you know what I mean, women, progressive. I don't know whatever group you fucking fit into. Whatever, you know, Arab. I always try to name all the fucking groups, but then, like, I, I don't know if I should name races, ethnicities, and all that, but, like, you know, but, like, it's, but, but, but they have different styles for each fucking group, too, uh, of, of who's bought off, right? You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, just look at some of the fucking, uh, I can't even name you all the fuck, all the Indian, because, like, the, the, a lot of the brown accounts who are, like, right wing think tank people who seem like they're telling you the truth about shit, like, I know that fucking guy from The Rising is one of the guys. I, I don't even know if he's on The Rising anymore. I think him and Crystal have another fucking... I don't even know why Crystal does a fucking show with that idiot. Tell you the truth. Then you have, like, Dinesh D'Souza. But these, but these are all fucking boring personalities. They just... You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, at least at least when the system has right-wing black people, like, at least, like, like they... At least, like... They have more of a intriguing personalities, you know what I mean? More intriguing personalities that are kind of there where yeah, you can go, oh yeah, I, now I can see why you got this guy in particular to kind of uh, uh, pay him for your message, right? But 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 most of the but most of the brown guys are always like like these like guys in suits and like they always have like these really thick glasses, you know, like you know what I mean? Like they 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 look like you know like they like they're like they're participants in like a like there's a one fucking participant in who whose line is it anyway that we're, like you know the one comedian that that dresses like really really nice and has like these really flashy glasses that's what it always seems like with some of these with these with these brown tokens that are part of the right wing shills and all that kind of stuff and also even part of the democrat shills you know what i mean like they have people by different fucking groups basically just to be at each other's throats under the guise of fucking white supremacy and we all fall for it like, and I say that someone that used to fall for this shit too, because again, you, 
have different different uh, d d d a different divide going on and all that kind of stuff. But 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 again, people would rather just fall for the reactionary, sensationalist fucking shit that goes on. Unfortunately, that's just the way it goes. People are not gonna be in. People are, don't care about being consistent. They. They, they 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 know that when whenever the fucking you know the fucking tide is turning for whatever, they'll join whatever. That's why I feel like some of these fucking guys. Listen, I'm, I'm again again I'm not against anyone who's a skeptic on the vaccinations because there's been like reports about certain fuck ups going on with some of these different fuck like Johnson and Johnson or the Moderna and all that kind of shit. And then you hear, but then a lot of it is also fucking amplified. Like you think that. Because mainstream media is not covering it, the mainstream media is not saying it. Okay, I understand that's bad, right? But the thing is, it's like, dude, it's not 1995. Like, the mainstream isn't the be-all, end-all. You realize that there's people on fucking YouTube, there's people on... Again, they keep saying that, oh, like, all this anti-vax people are going to be, uh, are going to be censored. The people who are complaining more about that, though... Are 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 pe are people who are already fucking are already fucking you know uh <coughs> like censorship is gonna um fuck everyone up <clears throat> no doubt about it but the people that are complaining about it mostly are people that are already being given time to fucking warn you about the fucking message so they're letting you know that oh look I'm being fucking censored and all that kind of stuff yet they are still doing their fucking show. And they're building up enough time. Like, like, if they were just censored with no fucking thing, they wouldn't even be allowed to even explain their fucking message of them being fucking censored. They'd just be gone. But the fact that they're able to do, oh, look, they're coming after the anti-vax fucking people and all that kind of stuff. Like, 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 Jimmy Dore will fucking, like, all of a sudden make it seem... Like again, he and again, I'll, I'll I I I like some I like some of the shit he fucking says. I like some of the shit that Green Glenn Greenwald says. But when they fall for the celebrity fucking part of it, and and don't bring attention that these celebrities are being used as puppets into the fucking culture war that's happening, and then they're just going, well, look, Nicki Minaj. Like, do you really think Jimmy Dore really gives a fuck if Nicki Minaj is fucking like like I like even if she came out pro vaccine, you think he'd be mentioning her? Like, you know what I mean? He just said that, oh, but like now when a celebrity is fucking doing your confirmation bias, that must mean that everything that they say is fucking true and that they're being fucking censored. Even though, like, 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 do you guys do research? Because Nicki Minaj's husband, like, she's not a good person. Her husband fucking uh, is a child predator. So, like, what, like, why are you hyping up somebody and making it seem like they are fucking a victim when they literally are a part of the elite who are all, like, who's married to a fucking, uh, who's married to someone who fucking uh, did some wild ass fucking shit to underage people and stuff like that. Like that, like like that. That's my fucking issue, and yet, and yet, you pretend to be morally fucking superior. But then, if you do, if you say that, then you know, I mean, he he'll get his fucking whole posse after you and stuff like that. But but again, I hold him to a higher standard because he's the one that's always rallying against fucking mainstream and the fucking how how tyt is fucking stupid. But then you fall for the same fucking stupid shit as well. So then, how are you any fucking different than them? What because you have smaller funding than them? Even though that's debatable as well. I don't I, I don't I, I don't think many of these people have small time funding really. Like he he, he like Bill Maher said, said a while back that he took one for the team and now he's against boosters. 
Do you, and, and then you're like, oh my God, someone like someone from the media, someone from the media is even calling them out. Someone like Bill, Ma- like, do, do you think Bill Maher at this time and stage of his life is really fucking calling out anybody on any fucking level? Do you not think that he's also part of the propaganda fucking tool to have fucking anti-vaccine messaging as well? But again, you can't really have a nuance of this conversation because it's either one or the other. And it gets it gets really fucking you know, and more people fall for the fucking right wing shit because the right wing shit online it makes it seem like it's anti it's anti fucking wokeness and it's fucking anti it's anti establishment when you're you're doing the establishment right wing think tanking for yourself, but you can't really you know talk about that, or you just get ignored. You know what I mean? Like you can bring that up multiple fucking times, no one's gonna give a shit because people like to because again everything works around with cults. Everything, everything works around the calls. No one actually gives a shit. Like, like, there's no one that's fucking genuine. Everyone just wants a fucking cult. They want their own fucking thing. And then, and then the funny thing is, like, there's a bunch of people who will fucking, you know, tell people, oh, yo, eat the rich, blah, 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 eat the rich, eat the rich. And then because they generalize all that, then when they look like hypocrites for, you know, for maybe interviewing celebrities and all this kind of shit, whatever, and all that. Then when people go, hey, you, you said eat the rich and all that, and then you get mad at those people, the one that you're trying to convince. So, like, you want to build up cults, but then when people kind of hold you to the same standard that, you know, everyone else is being um, being held, then all of a sudden, all of a sudden you're going to go, oh, well, this follower is fucking crazy of mine and all that kind of shit. But, like, you're the one that's fucking amping these fucking people up on some level. Because at the end of the day, everyone's fucking, you know, everyone's fucking crossed over to the right-wing side, whether they want to admit it or not. And that's not fucking sticking up for fucking, I, I get it, man, there's fucking shitty fucking Democrats, but the thing is, you're not fucking telling the whole fucking story. And you, and you rely on the fucking past shit, which is fucking valid because the, there's no one, no one has to answer for that. But the thing is, is like you, you, you pretend like these regular fucking solutions apply to fucking elite people who are not going to fucking get arrested for any of it. I'm not saying they shouldn't, but I'm just saying that they, you should explain why they're not going to get arrested for it. You should explain why they're not going to fucking fit any of those fucking rules. Instead, it's like you, you just find out the that the, that um that the the Boogaloo boys um just fucking dressed up as uh Black Lives Matter fucking people, right? You you do that, and then yet what the call you you bring out to you bring that to Jimmy Dore's fans that oh maybe like they act like oh look when you can't talk to anyone no dude you can talk to literally anyone you fucking want, but but like if you're not gonna fucking show as much skepticism over someone in the Boogaloo Boys pretending that they're for Medicare for All, they're for Black Lives Matter, they're for that, and you're not going to go... Like, you really think that these white supremacists would be so fucking dumb to basically just go, yeah, I'm a white supremacist, you know, because they're, they're used to the cartoonish style of shit. They, they, they can't fucking, you know, fathom that, you know, that, you know, some of these fucking guys will intellectualize their fucking bigotry and their racism on any fucking level. Just to get just to get into these fucking um, left fucking spaces, and and maybe that's probably better that I'm not part of any fucking clique. Cause I, I again, you know, I, I I really don't know who to fucking trust. I think everyone on some level has some con artist in them. It doesn't mean that everyone is bad and all that kind of shit. Uh, you know, I mean, at their core, they could actually have well intentions, but they have to do fuck. They, they have to fucking co opt or co sign some fucking shit. But I mean, no one's ever gonna really explain it, really. 
Because everyone thinks that they... And again, this is not me fucking thinking that I know more than everyone else. I really don't. People think that I try to say that I know fucking more. No, I say this as somebody that fell for a lot of fucking propaganda. And has been falling for it for a long time. When you notice that different people that you gravitate towards will always have their style of propaganda. Whether how good intention they fucking seem. But they're going to do some really foul fucking shit on some level. But again, you know, there's no, how can you really discuss it? Because people are in this fucking, oh, I'm going to own the libs. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to retweet a bunch of fucking right wing accounts that are, that are going to fucking, you know, uh, call out some of that bullshit, even though it's all limited fucking hangout. Like you can acknowledge that there's some fucked up shit going on and also acknowledge that there's right wing fucking people that are fucking going to amplify it for their own fucking gain to make you think that they're calling out corruption on any level because the mainstream media is so fucking, uh, is so fucking, you know, um, is so fucking limited in what you can fucking say and people who are been a part of those establishments those institutions have fucking lied to you since the fucking beginning of fucking time and all of a sudden now when it's like oh look trump's the only one that ever fucking lied like yeah we know that's fucking bullshit but now like on every single fucking thing so like what's the point of even going for medicare for all if you're not even going to trust the fucking doctors to fucking begin with then or you are like you, 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 or you think that they're all like you know what I mean like oh you think that they're, they're all corrupt so then why so then why would you want people to have it then or are, like are you just using it because you need more of a fucking audience because this is what's selling now for a lot of you anti woke fucking people who 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 pretend to be against wokeness and I guess I, I'm against neo wokeness yes neo wokeness I'm a, I'm against I'm against that but there's nothing wrong with fucking being woke. Especially when it's really woke to what's going on. Not this fucking, not this fucking stupid fucking Republican fundraiser ass shit that a, a lot of you are practicing online. Whether you want to admit it or not. But again, you, you, there's no fucking nuance to this, to any of this really. You just did, and, and a bunch of people who are, I think most people are fucking agents. I, re- I really do. I think most people are fucking agents. Most personalities who get to pretend like... Like, now they get to pull... Like, it's, it's like professional wrestling when, like... Like, you know when you have, like, some of these fucking guys who are in the come-up? They'll pose as, like, a security guard. They'll pose as, like, a, a, a random fan and all that. That's what, like, a lot of people who are in the come-up on the internet are. Like, they're posing as different fucking people. They have different fucking gimmicks. They're voice actors on some level. And then they're fucking uh, just being online personalities... Uh, on a different level, and then when they get their time, then they will become the sellouts. And it's all about who stands in the way of their of of them making money. That's what it is all about. This is why I rather rather not be here. Really, you know what I mean. And then the more and the more you speak out, the more they send fucking their people after you. The more they want to fucking come at you more and more. Every, you know, I mean, everyone's fucking on some level compromised. Sometimes you want to believe there's good in people, but, you know, it's it's very rare now to really see that. I don't really think many people are, like, you know, like, I don't think, there's one thing to be dirty in the system, and there's one thing to embrace fucking the evil. And if you spend most of your time, because, again, I say this as someone that's fallen for a lot of the shit. But again, you don't want to fault. See again, but no one's interested in that because they rather just chastise the person who may have said something problematic, 
and not fucking analyze it, even though you're going to come at you, there's going to be a time when you are going to be analyzed and you're going to be exploited. So all these people that enjoy being like, you know, stan accounts and all that kind of stuff, realize that, 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 that like you will be exploited as well. They're not, they're, they're not giving you this, the, the keys to the fucking pals because they actually fucking like you. you. A lot of you are useful fucking idiots to them. No, trust me, like, people will make insinuations that nobody behind the fucking scenes will fuck with someone like me because they think I'm a cornball because I, I'm, I act like I'm morally superior when I'm just trying to be more fucking consistent with what's been going on, but it just seems like people don't really give a shit about being morally consistent. They fucking pick and choose which ones you can go, and then we actually think we're analyzing something when we're just fucking just adding more content to this shit. And, I, and I'm sorry, that, that's not fucking good enough. That's like Howard Stern 90s fucking bullshit. We need to evolve past that fucking shit. But people just want to be, have their own Howard Stern-like fucking show, basically. And, and be the cult leaders of, of their own little fucking thing. That doesn't fucking work. It's going to just keep a cycle of fucking a cycle of abuse going on. The people who are going to come up now are going to be the villains later on. And then you, and then you will become, and then you will become elitist towards people that are calling you out because they held you to a standard because you pretend to be morally fucking superior when you weren't fucking morally fucking superior at all. That's just like you know, it just this is the, the, the this is like the fucking mind game that they fucking play with you. They literally show you, you can't even, like, you can't even call out entertainment that for, for, for being, only time you can call out entertainment is when it's, uh, when it's, um, um, when they when they seem to be forcing, uh, forcing diversity around, around there. But then when there's something problematic that, you know, with right-wing think tanks put into some of these fucking entertainment stuff, whatever, then, like, that's like, oh, you're being a pussy. You're being a pussy. Yet the same fucking people will complain because little Nas X is fucking, you know, twerking on the fucking devil just because you don't want to answer for your homophobia. And trust me, there's valid arguments to be made that he's marketing towards kids overly fucking sexual and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? There's, but there's a lot of things that are problematic that, uh, that, that you wouldn't, that you wouldn't call out that are being marketed towards kids as well. I do think there's a bigger discussion to be had, but the only discussion that happens is, and people who want to limit the arguments is by, is by, is by people, by, by people who, who somehow for some reason in their mid thirties to forties are so fa- infatuated with being fucking cool. Like oh I like this thing so and it's it, so it has to be the cool thing that everyone else fucking likes otherwise you're not cool if you're not uh if if you if you're not into this brand of entertainment like with like with literally anything like literally true crime literally like you can't fucking go like you like there's people who will be hyperbolic and who will fucking go oh I don't think true crime should exist no I I don't think I I'm, I wouldn't go that far I think there's fucking probably some good ones and all that kind of stuff I just think it's way too contrived at least the one at least the early ones that I saw from the you know those fucking early podcast ones that happened on like NPR kind of thing like the ones that they're doing uh what was the f- what was the first major true crime one that became like a mainstream thing and then to me to me it's like the only reason why it's not that I have a problem with it it's like it's just it's I just look at it as limited entertainment it's, it's like no different than like unsolved mysteries 
and all that kind of stuff, right? But at the same time, it's like if you want the if you want the true answers, then uh, I mean, then you're, you're not analyzing far enough. How about the fact that a lot of these fucking serial killers are predictive are are programmed to kill fucking people, and and and, and a lot of the law and a lot of the law enforcement and government agents are kind of into that, and they kind of organize and they have guinea pigs. That's that's one of my main reasons why I know that these true crime things don't really tell you the truth. That's why I don't really, like, you know, go ahead and fucking pay attention to it. Plus, like, I have experience with some of the people in true crime community in the past who, like, you know what I mean? Like, again, I'm not saying that represents everybody. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, it was like, oh, okay, this is, an, uh, this is another, uh, uh, another fucking, you know, another fucking space on the internet where there's online fucking drama and people doxing each other and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, okay, I know what this is now. You know what I mean? So I don't really need to really fuck with, the, you know what I mean? Like, the only one I was familiar with the last couple of years was that Chris Watts case. You know what I mean? So, again, you know, it's just like everyone follow, falls for... And then if you if you bring up, like, hey, th- like this entertainment could have propaganda in it and you, you want to analyze it, not like going, hey, I want this canceled, but, like, not be able to point it out without fucking being referred to as a religious zealot or some shit like that. It, it's kind of fucking gross. And I, and I know I know that, like, you expect that fucking m- mentality from, you know, people who are not fucking establishment. Like, you, you know, for people who are establishment, but people who claim they're not establishment would have the same type of elitism as well. And again, it just proves me that everyone just becomes phony. With the bigger you get a platform and all that kind of stuff. No one actually wants to make it better. They just want their own, they want their own cult to fucking just uh, d- d- do their fucking bidding and do their fucking uh, dangerous fucking shit all the time. That's what it is. Like, I could have gotten a bigger fucking audience if I fucking entertained the fucking people who wanted, uh, the, 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 who demanded that I fucking, uh, um, uh, g- g- cover the stuff that they want to cover and, and, and do a lot, and, and, and because, like, oh, look, uh, he's socially conscious about certain things because he's falling for propaganda. That's a big no no. You're just a cuck who's a snowflake and wants to be PC, even though you're being politically correct to the right wing establishment. But that doesn't fucking count, and 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 that's why those people don't want like that kind of message out there, because then it proves that 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 whatever because the people have to think that whatever view they have is the edgiest and the fucking most ballsy view that they could fucking have. But if you point out that their view and what they're falling for is right wing propaganda, they fucking lose their fucking shit because then they then they have to come to the realization that they're not fooling anybody. They're just as much a propaganda tool as the fucking elites that you fucking hate. But again, you again it's not entertaining, it's not sexy to, you know, have that. You need to have the constant anger Constant, like, you know, uh, clickbait shit. Constant, like, you know, limited narratives of you making it seem like you're not a fucking limited fucking hangout operation going on. That's what's fucking disturbing about all this type type of stuff. And, and, and again, Max Blumenthal, I like that guy. Like, he's done some good fucking work. But when he was going under that whole narrative of, well, if you're afraid of the, this, then go lose some weight or something like that. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, dude, you're doing the same Bill Maher fucking arguments. Just so you can, just so, it's just like, to to be able to exist, to be able to exist, 
you have to also sell fucking propaganda and then get offended by anyone that's pointing out what propaganda you're spewing. So then you'll point out the propaganda that they're spewing because everyone's doing propaganda and we go into a whole cycle and all we're doing is just fucking building more cults instead of actually focusing on how the design is. I mean, why would you want to know about the design anyways, right? Who, who gives a shit really, right? It doesn't fucking really matter anymore, really. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with these hacks as well, you know what I mean? It's going to be a lot of, apparently, it's going to be an excuse for, I mean, something's going to fucking really happen, really, you know? Between, like, a lot of the breadcrumbs that are happening with, like, a lot of, like, oh, and the infrastructure bills aren't, I knew this shit wasn't going to go anywhere. They, they, they dangle this stuff and then make you go, oh, there's false promises coming. Nothing on the surface. Is, they're not on the surface. They're not going to do anything on the fucking surface. It's all going to fail on the fucking surface. They, they have till like, December for the fucking debt ceiling as well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's clear that, like, there's enough things that Democrats and Republicans do where you can blame it on each fucking person so each clique can then fucking, you know, get involved that fucking way. But, again, nobody actually... Nobody actually, like, like people say they fucking care, but, like, if you're not, like, telling everyone the fucking truth, then are you really, then what, then why should you be given a fucking platform, then, if you're also limiting the fucking narratives, as much as the fucking mainstream does, but because you are, are screaming in, like, you know, your, your garage or something like that, then all of a sudden that means that, you know, suddenly that means that you're allowed to fucking, you know, be, uh, be completely fucking wrong about certain shit, but, like, not, and pretend like you're not. I I get more disappointed at the people that point out that you know people like again because I, I I already know what the fucking system I already know what the system is I know they're gonna be inconsistent they're gonna be fucking lie but but, but what, what what I don't get the same establishments like this and the New York Post the NY the New York Times and all that the, a lot of people spend their time going all oh, these are propaganda outlets but then when it confirms what they are fucking pumping out then suddenly they're now telling you the fucking truth so then does that mean wouldn't that mean that certain places tell the truth at certain time then because all i ever hear from people who go off about mainstream media is that you can't trust anything they fucking say only until it fulfills what you're fucking only until it fucking confirms your fucking bias I mean, I just want to know what the rules are. I'm just trying to understand the fucking rules. Because, again, I'm as someone who's scatterbrained and fucking confused, and I'm kind of a fucking idiot himself. And you shouldn't really listen to anything that I fucking say, really. Because I don't know every fucking thing. I, I, I'll admit that. A lot of things are just my fucking theory. You really think that I, again, I don't know if there's Illuminati clones. I don't know if fucking, how far advanced fucking shit is. I, I just personally believe that. I believe that a lot of the stuff that was celebrities and all that kind of stuff is a distraction to kind of add to. So, like, you know what I mean? Now that celebrities are getting involved in anti-vax and vax shit, it means that, like, oh, look, they're not a part of the fucking government and all that kind of stuff. So they have no fucking influence whatsoever, even though everybody has fucking influence. Stop fucking pretending like you're, like, just say that with the call, you don't want to be held responsible, you want to be held accountable. You want to hold other people accountable for the fucking lies that they tell? Cool. But then you don't want to be held accountable 
accountable for the lies that you told, so you reflect to other fucking people then. So I guess that's how, that's how it fucking goes. Like now you're finding out that Oath Keepers are in the are in the NYPD. I mean, all this stuff is not fucking shocking at at all to me. But it's like you know, like the fact that they're like allowing this the stuff to be known, and the fact that like you, I'm adding up a lot of the stuff that we've seen over the years. Like there was like this Boston cops and all that last year or so that had these Trump level pins, because kind of like they're already p- p- plotting to when fucking Trump fucking takes over again. And a lot of these people are, are, are going to help that. And it's going to be a lot fucking worse. Um, I mean, and, but, but, but the thing is that the system is going to keep doing what's worse now. Because right now the Democrats are, are, are in the administration. So people are going to think, well, it can't get any fucking worse. But if you don't realize that like, like this has all been designed because the pe- there's people who are in the system still who are favoring Trump. But they're making it seem like Trump is kind of like made fun of by all these establishment media types in the most limited fucking way possible. Then And you don't fucking see that like that, that that's what's going on as well then, then how can i fucking take what you fucking say seriously just like i i really hope that like the alex jones stuff because again alex jones organized fucking uh harassment towards the victims of sandy hook and all that listen do i think that there's uh odd shit happening with with a lot of these fucking mass shootings in general maybe because a lot of these movies show you pretty programming of being able to train fucking killers to activate when you need them to activate. Like, to me, like, that's, like, a bigger fucking story. But, of course, now it's, oh, uh, Sandy Hook didn't fucking happen. And I'll admit that with the call going through all these conspiracies, you wonder if, like, are, are, are any of these things really happening? Are they just fucking orchestrating it so you can pass agendas on some fucking level and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, that, that, that's gone through my fucking mind, but I'll never tell you to go harass fucking families and all that kind of stuff. But the thing is, I hope that it is not, like, like that, that Alex Jones does get fu- fucked over in that sense because here's the thing. If, if if it's proven on any level that he's kind of right and that there's a revelation, because again, a lot of these things are coming out on the surface again because they're leaning towards more of a right-wing thing. And the whole thing is that, oh, Alex Jones has been right about conspiracies and all that kind of stuff, even though he's a limited hangout, whatever, then, like, it's going to fucking really fucking vindicate him and you're pushing people more right. That's why I hate fucking establishment types who d- denounce any type of fucking conspiracy on any level because what you're doing is you're helping people go to the right as well because the right wing are the only people <coughs> online that are embracing the conspiracies. Even though they've hijacked it and pinpoint and painted it into their own fucking narrative of what it is, but but again, we are not here for that kind of. We're not really here for that shit, really. Because why explain it? We are supposed to have everyone in enemies' lines, basically. We're not supposed to actually fucking really educate fucking people. Everyone's like everyone has to make money somehow, right? And so some people will fucking sell their fucking narrative. And then when they when you don't align with other fucking conspiracy people who might not be right wing, whatever they they will automatically just take jabs at you and fucking will hate on you because you're from the celebrity portion of the fucking of the left. So I mean, so I I don't win respect by anyone in the establishment or any of the progressives in in any maybe some maybe a few. Who might until they can you know profit off of my fucking story? You know what I mean. And because I'm pointing that out, because these things, because again, they, they everyone's compromised on any on some level. That's why certain people can't fucking be touched until it becomes obvious to do that. So they're withholding anything about fucking Stern. 
that might that might add to you know whatever. But when when that's revealed, then uh, then definitely they'll fucking come for me because then it vindicates what I've been saying, even though I don't know everything and I don't know if it's true or not on any fucking level. But when you point out that I'm fucking crazy, and you constantly discredit me because I'm fucking crazy, then why can't I just say some fucking crazy shit since I'm discredited already, right? Like you can't have it both ways in that regard, then. Because again, if you're gonna point out point out to me that I'm fucking nuts and I shouldn't be believed, I, I, I don't serve any fucking value or whatever, right? Then shouldn't like I I be able to say say a bunch of fucking craziness and then you guys uh won't take that seriously? Or do you only take it seriously because now you see me as an enemy on some level? But again, I mean this is just what it is, man. This is what the world, this is the world that we fucking, you know, unfortunately live in now. A bunch of misinformation, a bunch of clicks. And every fucking fandom, the, people are going to be defensive of, of different fucking companies and all that. And again, I mean, this is why it's so disheartening to be a wrestling fan. Because it's like you really, you really can't have a real honest conversation about any companies at all. On any level, because people are always going to be defending the companies regardless, because they're associated with these fucking companies. You know what I mean? If somebody, if somebody um, from the company does something wrong, like if anyone from AW gets in caught with the, because again, they they already discredited Kylie Ray, by the way. They're already um, talking about her mental health issues and all that. And and some of these accounts you want to block, right? But the thing is, if you block them because like they rely on my quote unquote cosign on some fucking level and pretend like they don't fucking need it. If I if I block if I block them and just kind of you know not not even like see their fucking tweets, they will get ten times fucking worse with uh with, with their fucking tweets against me and all that type of shit but like you know people will discredit anybody because now it's go after AEW and, and because they because they, they, they don't want to just say hey i i sold out and now i need to make money because i need to fucking move on up at least i can respect that more than pretending like you're not selling out for a fucking for shelling for a company while you have the cool aesthetic of making it seem like you're this most politically incorrect and anti-woke fucking person. Listen, people have been doing that for fucking years. You're not the first one. You're not the last one. You're not that fucking interesting. Just because, because a lot of people who fucking boost your shit up, boost fucking shit up all the time. Just because they, they boost that shit up doesn't mean that you're actually really that legit funny. It's people that agree with you because you have power. Trust me, I said a lot of unfunny shit and people always agree with me all the time because I was on the come up on the Howard Stern show. I know firsthand about that. And I would rather um, entertain the voices in my fucking head and maybe come up with something that's genuinely funny than have to badger people to boost my shit up on social media and tell them to fucking laugh and, and, and interact with my fucking post. I don't fucking, I, I don't need that gratification because it's all, it's all empty bullshit that's fucking manufactured. But, but, the, but these shill accounts don't realize that a lot of these elite accounts that are hiring you guys to do it, they don't actually really respect you guys. That's the funny thing. They, like, no one's going to respect a fucking kiss ass. And some, trust me, I used to be a kiss ass. No one respected me. No one respects me now regardless. But I mean, I mean, no one's going to respect... Uh, at least some people can understand where I'm coming from with my fucking stance. Like, it's it, 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 it basically icky to feel like I have to fucking kiss somebody's fucking ass. If I genuinely feel that someone did a good job, I'll say it. But I'm not going to fucking, like, pout, 
put on this fucking shower of fucking praise for no fucking reason because I want to fucking you know and again and and if you don't if you don't do it these people these people who want the fucking praise and all that they take it really fucking personal. They they take it really personal. They won't laugh at your joke. They won't put you over or anything like that because you're not fucking jumping a hundred percent onto their fucking dick and fucking um you know amplifying their fucking shit. Like that's unfortunately the reality of that shit. It's quid pro quo. People people will make fun of me for not partaking in sex and all that kind of stuff. But it's like, why would I want to when all of you motherfuckers weaponize that shit? And get and get people to go fuck your enemies, or you will find out. Uh, like, it, it, like for example, so many, so many of my enemies that if I if I even had if I even had a girlfriend the last couple of years, there would be people who would fucking hate me that would try to get into the fucking. That's why, and I'm not gonna deal with that. I'm not gonna fucking uh, establish a new relationship so people can fucking find ways to fucking hurt me. I would rather be solo, even if it means that I look like a fucking asshole compared to a, a lot of you who sold your soul so you could fucking go and pose out um, and, and look like you have a fucking life uh, um, in these fucking, you know, situations and that you're getting fucking laid when it's all because the industry is treating you like a hoe. But again, you, why even talk about it, right? I'm talking to myself. No one's really listening to this fucking show anyways. No one listens to anything that I fucking say. I mean, not, not that you should. Like, you should just critically fucking think. And actually, critically fucking think. Think about... Think of, even if people are, are, are confirming what you're fucking... What, like, some of the things that you're fucking saying, right? Just know that by design, they're making it... Like, like it's not a coincidence. People think because they're pointing out the transparency in the fucking evil fucking shit going on that this is not by fucking design on any level. Like you, like they're showing this on, like they're showing this on purpose because they're going to establish something where they're going to show that hey, we don't play by the fucking regular rules that you guys play by. When you realize that, then maybe you know you'll understand that shit. But until then, you know, no one's really going to understand anything. No one wants to understand anything. Everyone just wants a confirmation bias. You know. I mean, it is. I mean, it is what it is. But we're we're gonna find out more about this shit. They're, they're really like allowing a lot of these fucking guys to like, like again. I don't know what's going on with the Pandora Papers, but apparently, let me see what Ben. There's one guy, Ben Norton, that I do follow that was talking about the Pandora. I try to follow more of the independent voices because I know the mainstream media is not gonna give me the fucking narratives. So the the better fucking version will be going to an independent person, even if like they're also compromised on some fucking level. But like at least like they'll give you a more honest a fucking approach. Compared to other fucking people. Let me see where it is. Hold on. Let me see. It's just me, myself, and I. Okay, so, um, sorry. There are 336 politicians in the Pandora Papers from, you know, Pandora Papers. Apparently, like, people have offshore. It's typical shit that you would expect that we're supposed to act shocked by. You know what I mean? If you knew how the elites fucking really run, then, like, there's there's no surprising to you that they'd have offshore fucking accounts. They literally show you that in like all their TV shows and movies and all of that kind of stuff. So, I mean, the fact that you're finding out about this, you know what I mean? like on purpose. But then Ben Norton put, what a coincidence that zero, zero, zero U.S. politician included in the Pandora Papers list offshore bank. I guess they're all pure and free from corruption. I'm sure this has nothing to do with the fact that so-called leak was likely a hack by U.S. spy agencies. 
and then he and then he followed up the group behind the Pandora Papers, ICIJ, which left out all the U.S. politicians funded by CIA, CIA front Ford Ford Foundation, NATO member Norway, Open Society of Billionaire Soros, longtime CIA a asset, big tech oligarch Oma Dyer, close ally of U.S. U.S. regime change ops. Then he puts the the journalist in Nicaragua. Uh, that billionaire funded um, worked with the Pandora Papers are all U.S. government funded anti-Sanadista activists. Carlos uh, Fernando Chormoro is from the Richard Oligarchy family. He's right-wing propaganda rag confidentials funded by the CIA's NED. For the Pandora Papers, I, ICIJ work with a huge uh, a huge team of 16 opposition activists in Venezuela, Venezuela all of them anti-government. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, listen, the goal of these right-wing opposition active activists were was to show how Venezuela found ways to get around legal U.S. sanctions and portray that as corruption, basically. You know. Like I was saying, the goal of these, so Ben Norton was saying, the, right, the, the goal of these right-wing Opposition activist was to show how Venezuela was found a way to get around U.S. legal sanctions and portray them as corruption. That's not journalism. That it's U.S. government-sponsored information warfare justify murders blockade. This is the latest U.S. Disinfo, disinfo war on Venezuela. U.S. melt pieces absurdly claimed. Imprisoned Venezuelan diplomat Alex Saab looted billions when he was trying to circumvent U.S. sanctions by f- to buy food for Venezuelans. The message evading U- U.S. legal sanctions equals corruption. The growth of number of hacks and dump ops likely the CIA and other spy agencies are part of the U.S. empire's increasing use of lawfare. U.S. imperialists have realized they can't use anti-corruption as cover for a destabilization campaign like they did in Brazil. There's zero U.S. politicians in the Pandora Papers, but there are 1,200 1, Venezuelans. What a coincidence. Yeah, so, I mean, listen, so, some, yeah, so I mean, when, like, you know, it's being promoted on Twitter, like, you know, when it's being promoted on Twitter, you, you get kind of weary about, what is this supposed to mean? Because, again, this is not, like, shocking to me. Oh, wow, there's people who have, who are, go, are finding, finding, on uh, um, you know, under the table ways to fucking not, like, you know, like, you know, uh, have money. Like, apparently, like, one of the associates of one of, of, like, my uncle, again, my uncle that I haven't met before in my fucking life. I don't even know if he's really my uncle. I don't know if that's, like, a joke my fucking parents played on me. But apparently he is, like, a, like, like my uncle, apparently. But I never met him. But, you know, but apparently one of his associates has, uh, you know I mean? So people are saying, well, he doesn't, I mean, listen, man, every, everyone's, everyone's fucking doing, it's just like, who, whose team are you on, who are you going to pinpoint? That's, that's, that's all it is really now. Like, you know what I mean? I know that's a simplification of all this fucking thing, but in, in, in a grand view of stuff, that's kind of what it is. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, you'll, you'll, you'll be morally superior as you're allowed to be, and depending on, on, on who you're pointing out, who is the most corrupt fucking person, who's hiding all this fucking money, basically, and all that, too. Basically, you're trying to get an uprise out of fucking people. Maybe it's that's supposed to be by design, too. I don't, I don't fucking know. It doesn't make any fucking sense, man. It doesn't make any fucking sense. How about the fact that, like, you know, here's a, here's a change of a, of, a, of a limited hangout. Kamala Harris was in a classroom, 
and some I guess some university students or whatever called her out about the about funding the Iron Dome and all that kind of stuff and you know meeting Saudi Arabia and Israel's interests and all that kind of stuff. She just nodded. She didn't really say anything from what I saw. At least if there's more to the clip, then maybe I'm not fucking seeing it. But of course, like people are gonna point out the hypocrisy because she just she just you know she's done a lot of fucked up things and she's also met those fucking corporate interests that a lot of these people meet. But then a lot of the people on the right wing are going, "Oh look, Kamala Harris, she nodded in agreement, so she's against Israel." It's like, no, she's not, bro. Like you know what I mean? Like even that, like they're they're making it seem like she. I mean, maybe maybe behind the fucking maybe the real behind the scenes, like maybe some of them are against it, but like they're limited in what they can fucking do on the surface. So like they'll put themselves in positions where they're being confronted supposedly by someone, it'll go viral, and then we'll think that person's a hero for calling her out, whatever, because of her on-surface record of what she's fucking done in the past. But, I mean, like, you know, people fall... I mean, people who say that, oh, you shouldn't fall for mainstream media. You know, I, I'm smart. I, I don't fall for mainstream media's narrative. But yet, 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 yet you're falling for every fucking shitty viral fucking... um uh, Every fucking, you know, viral fucking thing that goes on fucking... Like, it's just online. It's just as much as... Ha- as much hack... As much hack- hackiness as the fucking the mainstream media is. And and it's probably it's probably as much now, not even uh, as as more mainstream as the mainstream media. More people probably pay attention to entertainers and stuff online more than they pay attention to the media mainstream media. They might see a two minute fucking clip of something in the mainstream media, and then you automatically des- decide that oh, um, the stuff that I'm taking in online is the real information. Not that I'm also being fooled on any fucking level by anybody, and you know. But again, this is like, you know, this is like, this is like, this is like the world, man. This is like, this is what it is now, unfortunately. Because, because again, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, you know, it, it did hurt me because, again, I, I, you know, I, I used to defend Glenn Greenwald a lot and all that. I'm like, yo, who kidding going against Democrats? He's not a fucking Republican. But, like, now he's definitely a limited op. Maybe he's an obvious limited op where, like, maybe he's, like, an actually he's on the good side, but now he has to make it obvious that he's kind of, like, you know, buddying up to a lot. Of, he's doing shows on Rumble. He has, like, a substack, And, like, you know what I mean? And, again, like, and then, and then you find out that they're not paying everyone properly on Substack. They're only giving a certain few a lot of fucking money. So then you would think, okay, so, like, so, so now they're just purely all pure. There can never be anything compromised about them on any fucking level. Like, you know, again, you know, I mean, it is what it is, man. I mean, what can I fucking do? People just listen and laugh at me. They people see me as a fucking threat, even though they don't listen to me. And yet they and the reason why like they'll try to lure me in back into like a lot of YouTube drama or something like that, or lure me in and go on like maybe bigger shows, is because they want my view out there so that it puts more of a fucking target on me. Even though my view right now in this fucking current form is still creating a fucking target on me, in my personal fucking opinion, but because it's under the illusion that no one listens to me, so no one's really gonna say or do anything other than my fucking trolls, really, right? But there's a lot of people who'll probably get pissed off about the, and probably get personally offended by what I'm saying, because their view, because they look at their view as the be-all, end-all view, and they're telling you the fucking, 100% the fucking truth on every fucking thing. 
you know. But you're, but but again, like you know, the, the they're trying to cancel fucking Russell Brand. I don't know if it's really a cancellation or not, but pointing out that like the Russia Gate shit was fucking probably kind of bullshit. Even though people keep saying that like they found Russian intelligence with Man of Four and all this other fucking bullshit, whatever and all that, you don't know what's true or not. I listen. I personally think that like the whole Russia Gate thing was a fucking storyline. Like if if the intelligence agencies really were worried about what was going on, they would have been able to stop it before the election happened. In my personal opinion, that's how advanced a lot of these fucking people are. So they limit out like limited fucking leaks that people will fucking go gaga over, and it might give you some semblance of fucking truth but it's not really all the truth so while that's going on like i think because they know where the world is headed and all that kind of stuff i do think that like like like, even though the russia gate stuff was fucking probably not fucking like true or whatever and all that kind of stuff that that most likely like it means that like when like trump uh establishes what he wants to establish and whatever, Putin's gonna be one of the guys that fucking helps him, kind of, in a way. But then, but the, the mainstream media needed a way to fucking get to that storyline by, you know, having this fucking, whole, wasting the most of the presidency's time over this Russia fucking thing. So you wouldn't really get anything really fucking done. And it just made, and it, it made them look more like jokes. So now no one's gonna believe you cried wolf so many times about Trump's fucking corruption while you're associating with corrupted fucking people. You really think people are gonna fucking take you seriously even though like there is some fucking actual fucking threat in my personal fucking opinion but you've watered it down so much no one's gonna fucking believe you and now all the people who who uh who don't believe in like any anti-trump shit are now gonna gravitate towards people online who don't seem like they're trump supporters but they're still gonna fucking just hammer home non-stop about fucking the democrats because they're in power now. Even though when Trump was in power, you were focusing on the past, not what was going on presently. Because you're just focusing on the Russia gate stuff. Not the other stuff that fucking went completely beneath the fucking surface. But, you know, don't listen to what I have to say. Just think for yourself, I guess, for whoever is listening. Whoever decided to fucking, you know, make their way over here and, uh, Listen to my fucking babbling for a fucking couple hours. You'll probably roll your eyes. You'll probably, you know, talk to your fucking friends in group chats and make fun of me more. And then, you know, you'll probably feel a little bit more bad now because now you realize that I'm predicting what you're going to do. And then you'll realize that the movements you're making are not so unpredictable or edgy as you think they are. Because, I mean, how can it be when, I, when it's already scouted out from the fucking get-go? <laughs> you know. But I I have no fucking clue, man. I have no clue whatsoever. So I don't know if this Russell Brand. I don't know. So now this Russell Brand rebrand. Does Russell Brand rebrand into a? Does Russell rebrand into a right wing grifter? Does he do that? I don't know. But again, this is also like whenever celebrities get involved, it's like it's also part of the storyline as well. Even if like they have to be canceled, but people keep people keep falling for that shit. People don't see the formula. Like you haven't gotten like you are so so 
so mesmerized by doing the clickbait shit that you're, you know, not going to point out the formula in which they fucking use. How it's all professional wrestling. Trust me, as someone that's watched professional wrestling all his life and knows the elements of how they organize fucking storylines, well, at least I think I fucking know, then, like, like, like I can fucking see what goes on. I can, I can see, like, how fucking, how transparent it all is. And how these celebrities and public figures are all state actors... They're all fucking associated with the government on some fucking level. But people don't want to realize that the entertainment that you're consuming is fucking establishment shit. So you pretend like, you know, you're, you know, you're you're the one that's telling you everyone the fucking truth, right? Just like how I probably think I'm telling everyone the fucking truth, but I don't, but the thing is, I don't know if I'm telling everyone the truth. These are just my fucking theories that I have no godly fucking clue about. That, like, I'm just fucking guessing. From, you know, just from what I have in my fucking, you know, maybe I'm unlocking my superpowers. And maybe they're fucking scared of that. Who fucking knows now, anyway, you know, but... I don't know. I mean, congratulations to the LGBTQ community for getting LGBTQ History Month. I know it's going to cause a lot of controversy, because again, they... The elites love to make us all divided, because now... Because again, people are going to be like, well, Black History Month's only like... 28 fucking days, 29 every four years. And I've shared my opinions on all these history months because I I believe history should be history and that you should put it all into history to incorporate because it's all part of human fucking history. Because because again, as someone who was in school and I didn't want to learn about fucking history, right? Or I thought, okay, this is already already, uh, good enough that I'm taking history class. Now I hear about Black History Month, and I'm like, well, I don't want to sign up for another history class because people keep telling me that history doesn't really matter because we live in the present. So why would I care about history in general? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I have to do it for a requirement. Why would I take take an extracurricular thing? Same thing is going to happen with LGBTQ history as well. People are not really going to, like, you know, pretend like they they don't care about it. People, there's going to be a bunch of groups um, being divided by it. You know what I mean? Like... You know what I mean? Like, like, you know what I mean? And because corp, because like you know they think that like this is like like it's not a bad fucking thing to have, but I'm just saying that like like but like you know you could incorporate like 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 all this history is important because it's human fucking history. It's fucking human beings. It's like I do believe Black history is just is just as prominent and should be centered in regular fucking history classes. The fact that you got like I'm not saying that it shouldn't happen. Like the the concept, I'm not against at all whatsoever. But like I but but I am I am against how like like they they separate it because people are not really gonna pay as much attention unless like you know you're actually black yourself or you're actually like just. Want, want, want to learn more about what goes on and all that kind of stuff, but like, but 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 most of these people, are like you know, who who are being trained out to fucking because when the establishment co-signs anything that's for the minorities or like these other special interest groups and all that kind of stuff, people automatically look at it like it's the enemy now because it's political correctness and we're oh they're forcing us to learn about this stuff, so you look at it like it's a really really bad fucking thing, even though there's fucking shit you should fucking learn from it. Can I retain everything? No, not really. You know what I mean? But I know that we've been lied to a lot. You know what I mean? And they've given you false fucking history and limited the fucking narratives and that. So that, like, you know, you don't really care about history in general. So, you know what I mean? Like, you're just like, okay, I just want to get here and just pass as much as possible. You know, just get a D. I'll be satisfied with that. But but again, like, you know, this is going to probably cause a lot of... This is going to cause controversy already. 
Because people would be like, well, they have, you know, Pride History Month. Well, Pride, you know what I mean? So, like, now you're adding to that. So, like, now because the establishment is behind it, so, like, you're against it. Even though the concept of Islam... Like, you can question... Like, people can question the corporation's interest, but people often use the corporation. Like, oh, look, the CIA has a Black Lives Matter banner on their, on their, on their office. So it must mean that I can't trust the fucking CIA. Even though you're trusting CIA stuff on online with the right-wing shit that they put on. But you, because, like, they have, you know, oh, look, the LGBTQ or, oh, uh, respect women and all that kind of stuff. All of a sudden, like, you know, that, that's, like, a big no-no because you're moving more to the right. So, again, I don't have no fucking clue. It's all stuff is going to just cause more fucking, you know, controversy. And that's what we're going to fucking be in, you know, for most of it. Um, let me get to some other stuff that I saw. You, 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 here's the thing. You know, see, even with the NBA right now, with, like, you know, people calling out LeBron James. Instead of, like, LeBron James being saying, oh, he got the vaccine. They're now specializing on, like, him, like, being the center, the spokesperson for it. The thing is, like, a lot of these entertainers and a lot of these fucking athletes and all that... Like, they're not getting big money for the talent that they're... Like, like, your talent is very cheap to these fucking people in the system. You might get, like, a mil or two off of your fucking talent. But the real fucking money is goes to what you become in the entertainment in the like the you having controversy off the fucking off the fucking off like whatever off the field or off the court or out of the fucking ring that's part of the fucking payment like that's what they they, they make you a caricature like that so now you have Enos Cantor who's like you know again he's like a US military fucking tool cuz you know he's like you know I'm calling out Turkey government, but he's making it seem like, you know, he's doing it to behest of fucking the U.S. government. So, like, he's, like, the biggest example in the in the NBA of somebody that's a government propaganda tool. Even though everyone's, like, a, everyone in every entertainment form is probably a propaganda tool on some fucking level. You just we're not supposed to take it seriously because the entertainers, right? But then, like, you know, but but, but again, you, you act like them and not, them having influence doesn't fucking actually matter either, but, okay... I guess not, right? But again, they have like Le- so, Le- so because LeBron James is a p- p- public enemy number one. I sound like stuttering John, man. I'm stuttering a lot today. But I mean, I guess that makes it more entertaining. Um, you know, so then you have so then you have uh, uh, you know people who are going to hate LeBron because he's already a kind of a puppet himself, even though he might say something that's a good message. But because he's kind of a phony on some level, like every fucking celebrity or athlete or fucking politician are. Then suddenly you're gonna think that he's like the the grand evil thing, and you're and you're probably gonna think that Enos Cantor is the one that's fucking the one the one guy telling the fucking truth about it, and you know, people don't act people can't act like a lot of these um a lot of these athletes and celebrities in general, like they're already vaccinated, they have the fucking protection, they make it seem like they are like regular people like the rest of us who deal with the same type of deal like, like they deal with a lot more shit but because it's, it's on an elite level of what you got to deal with but they they make it seem like the problems are so much regular than they are they make it seem like it's so much like oh like an every everyday joe who 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 might not believe in the vaccines 
now you go all well, this NBA player. Uh, he said that he doesn't believe in the vaccine, so I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with him, even though there's valid fucking skepticism. I'm not saying that, but if you can't recognize that all these fucking entertainers and all these athletes are being used as puppets as well for anti 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 wokeness or pro wokeness, then I don't know what to fucking tell you. But again, people will just keep pretending like the ones that they stand are the ones that are actually doing fucking good and all that type of stuff. So I mean, I mean, it is what it is. I don't know, man. I have no because fo- because pe- pe- people are making uh, a whole because again I don't really follow football, right? All I know is that Colin Col- who, that Colin Collins words whatever the fuck his name is, he keeps making a bunch of fucking stupid calls on the, on the, on the players, or whatever. I can't follow who which player is which player. I'm only in the wrestling bubble. I'm sorry. I know that uh, I got no holes and I'm in the wrestling bubble, so I mean I'm not worthy of an opinion, but. Them bringing up Richard Sherman's fucking, you know, arrest record. Another by design fucking thing. So, like, now... So now people who are like, hey, how dare you bring this up? Because, again, listen, some people are going to just defend it regardless. But the thing is, like, I think it represents, like, some of the fucking shit that's going on with some of these athletes who might have fucking some damage to their brain and it's fucking them up really... F- like, And then they're going to lash out at times and all that. And the NFL is being negligent about it and they're not fucking addressing it uh, completely. Even though there's been, like, information about how they've been negligent about it, you know, with the... What was that whole thing about how they wouldn't give the pl- the payout to some of the black players because... They didn't. They, they didn't think they're cognitive enough or something like that. Like, I forget what it was. I forget, I forget what it was. Like, like they, they held off of giving them the, the their fucking uh, their the, their severance or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Because like you know, because like oh, they're not gonna live long or whatever and all that. I forget what the whole situation was. I can't always keep up with it. But like they, the fact that so now people are gonna be like, oh, they canceled Tim Tebow. For for saying all lives matter, but now you have Richard Sherman in there. First of all, they're both fucking puppets, and they're both fucking probably. And uh, Richard Sherman was probably again, you know, again, probably one of his initiations into the fucking. You know, again, you got to do some craziness. People don't realize that, but because again, you be like, well, wh- why why are they? Or-? Because again, it, it, you you go, why would they organize something like that? But because it makes fucking news. People can make money off the news if p- the puppet celebrities are fucking wilding out um, for the most fucking uh, mundane fucking thing. But, like, Tim Tebow is probably going to be someone that's probably actually a closet fucking Trump supporter. Even though right now what he did was minimal. Um, you know what I mean? But they, they made that cancellation seem like, oh, he was really, really fucking canceled. And all that. Even though he's... Is he still fucking playing? I don't know if he's still fucking playing. Is he still playing? Everyone's canceled, but everyone's still getting their fucking payment. Everyone's still making a fucking payment because people had uh, an opinion on a shitty opinion that Tim Tebow may have fucking had. Like it makes it makes no fucking sense. So everyone's hyping this up like, oh my god, Tim Tebow got fucking canceled. Oh my god, he's oh my god, he's the biggest. Oh my god, Ric Flair got canceled. Yeah, Ric Flair got so fucking canceled that he's going on Joe Rogan's fucking show. Wow, I wish I could get fucking canceled like that. I wish I could get canceled where I can go on a show with 10 million fucking listeners. 
who are going to be listening to what I have to fucking say. And they're going to probably then side with him and go, oh, look, cancel culture is coming for him. Cancel culture. Like, again, this is like a marketing tool. So Ric Flair now becomes a real life heel while the fucking right wing fucking assholes who hype up Joe Rogan are going to probably think that, oh, he got victimized and all that kind of stuff. It's just going to be funny that Joe Rogan's probably going to like, you know, again, people are going to bring up all clips of Joe Rogan shitting on professional wrestling. Then he's going to have, you know, uh, you know, he's going to have Ric Flair on. He's going to have Brock Lesnar on as well, who is right now going through a soft cancellation because he, you know, showed he showed like his dick to Terry Reynolds, even though he was probably initiated into that fucking thing, too. People always go, well, everyone's initiated. But I'm like, yeah, well, that's the system. You 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 you, you can hold these guys accountable, but if you're not gonna bring up why these things keep fucking happening, then we're not gonna ever really solve any fucking issues going on. I know people don't fucking like to believe that because everyone has their own vendetta against a personal fucking celeb that they fucking hate. That you know maybe they got fucking you know rejected by some level, so now they have it like where they're gonna just pinpoint and make it seem like there's no because the same people that will just make the situation seem like it's a one-off situation. Those people want to be associated with the system where they'll be able to do that fucked up shit, and then they they won't be held accountable because they'll accumulate a fucking fan base that's gonna defend them regardless. Regardless of what happens. You know? Like right now, Akon is kind of being cancelled because he said that R. Kelly should re- should be able to redeem himself. See, now to regular people, you're like, well, this guy committed a crime for so many fucking years and all that kind of stuff. How is he going to redeem himself? He, You know, how about the victim, right? Again, logical, regular solution shit to what goes on with the mafia shit. Like, what I mean is, like, even though, like, you don't believe in, like, you know, symbolism or, or, or some of these religious things that they're fucking doing, there is a whole thing where, like, you serve fucking evil for so fucking long that you do all the evil bidding that you do, all the fucking, like, you know, the drug trafficking, the sex trafficking, all the stuff that you're doing that you will fucking accumulate. Then when you kind of escape that fucking mentality you kind of are part of a new network where now you ha- now it's it's convenient for you to now become the fucking villain even though you may have redeemed yourself but part of that redemption is now facing the fucking charges of what you did and you have to be humiliated a little more and all that kind of stuff even though this guy's probably going to a country club prison or maybe he'll fucking probably get out when Trump takes over and a lot of these celebrities make fucking deals with Trump and then that will fucking get them out but now you're already established they did something evil so they'll they'll solidify themselves as as playing the fucking villains in this role that's how I see it. If you don't see it that way and you think I'm fucking crazy, that's cool too. So we don't have to interact. You don't have to fucking respect anything that I fucking say. You don't have to fucking respect anything that I fucking do, which is probably nothing most for the most part, other than tweet about fucking professional wrestling that everyone else fucking hates. Um, you know, th- that's, you know, basically it. I, 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 I can't really, you know, convince anybody, but, 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 but again, because when these celebrities say this in a generalized way, people are all, like, it's designed for people to shit on, but they do know what they're fucking saying because they're not playing by the same fucking rules that the regular fucking people are playing by. Like, I'm not saying you have to fucking like that or you have to accept it, but I'm just saying that if you don't accept, like, that, that possible reality that these guys don't play by the same fucking rules and they're, they're, they're given fucking a license to do chaos and all that kind of stuff, then, you, then, then you're really going to keep asking yourself why these things keep happening. 
when you can literally pinpoint it at a design of the fucking system. You know? But, I mean... How about, how about the fact that Dr. Umar and Mike Tyson are feuding now? I never thought I was... Uh, apparently, you know, Freddie Gibbs was on Mike Tyson's podcast, and he was explaining who uh, Dr. Umar is. And Freddie Gibbs wasn't, wasn't agreeing with everything that Dr. Umar... But he just said that he's a righteous brother. He, you know, he, he, he you know, p- p- points out, like, some of the fucking white... Suprem- he points out the white supremacy shit and all that kind of stuff. Even though he could be a snake oil salesman as well on some fucking level, right? But people think that he's, like, the worst-case scenario of it. Even though, like, there's, like, a lot more worse fucking people that are much... Con- like, I'm not saying you shouldn't call out, like, the stuff that he's kind of bullshitting about. But there is truth to what he's also saying as well. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know... Uh, but I mean, but 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 again, like you know, what I mean, that's like how you fall for that con con as well. Maybe he's accumulating more, but but Tyson was like, no, that sounds like hate to me. So now Doctor Umar is like, well, he wants to box Mike Tyson, so it's become like a whole thing. But I, I enjoy Doctor Umar memes and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like you know, I I saw this guy in the Breakfast Club like a couple years ago. There's a couple of things that he said that doesn't make fucking sense because he's talking within the. I like when he when he because people look at it, look at it just like oh he's a black conservative and all that kind of stuff, but a lot of these guys who who might seem that way they're talking within about delegate. So like when he says like these groups want this, this group these groups want that, these groups want to assimilate. Like you know what I mean? Like when he's talking about that, he's talking about the delegations, but he has to generalize it. And so, like, now nobody will, people will just pretend he's generalizing all fucking groups of the people that he's talking about. But, again, like, that, that's what happens when you, you, you spill out elite language to the masses who are only designed to think about shit in, um, in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a simplistic fucking manner. Who think about it in, like, oh, well, you're, you shouldn't general like, you, oh, why you're generalizing? Like, you shouldn't generalize, obviously. But that's how you get caught up in this shit. I'm just telling you as someone who's been caught up in that shit too. Like I fully fucking aware. I'd rather use my platform to um to like I mean I'm not gonna do any good anyways. People don't really give a shit because at the end of the day people don't want people to be educated. They just want people to be dumbed down for their for their narratives so that they can control the fucking narrative, not actually educate people. And if they're gonna educate you, they're gonna charge you a lot of fucking money. They won't interact with you unless you're a part of the, like their Patreon or some shit like that. You know what I mean? There's plenty of people that I talk to, but they, but 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 they but because I don't subscribe to their Patreon because I'm limited funds, whatever, and all that. They you know they limit their interaction with me. I mean, and that's fine. I get it. The business mom, they're not here to make fucking friends. You know, I mean, they'll be cordial with you and all that. But there's people that just you know clearly just don't really give a shit unless you're like you know paying the access fee to interact with them. And that's, and that's, I get that's a business fucking thing, you know, people are trying to make a fucking living, but at the same time, just pretend, don't pretend that isn't what it is either. Don't pretend, like, you know what I mean, because again, like, you know what I mean, that, that just like you're building your own community, that's fine, but just don't lie to me and say, you, you know, you're not doing that. You know. Uh, oh, sorry, uh, what else was there on my fucking list to talk about? Oh yeah, I'll talk about the Many Saints of Newark. Uh, over, I finished it. Overall, I fucking liked it. Uh, you know, most of the time, my first watching of the movie, um, when I was watching a little bit of it, and I fell asleep during like the tours, like the like the, like the last half hour or so. 
I decided to like kind of start over again because I, I found myself during the first time watching it, looking up the ages of Silvio and looking up the ages of of Big Pussy. I could have sw- I haven't watched the Sopranos series in a while, so I could have sworn that like Silvio and Big Pussy were childhood friends of Tony, right? And um and I'm like you know and again listen I liked a lot of things about it but there's no way that fucking Silvio is the same fucking age as Junior, because like they make it seem like 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 they're practically the same fucking age, in 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 in, in those fucking days and all that kind of stuff. So people are are so again that's very that's very fucking sitcom like to me, by fucking fucking that up. I did like that it was like Christopher's uh. It was under because again there's a story about Christopher being told, so it was kind of like you had a negative connotation towards Tony Soprano because Christopher's telling the story. It's like he's in hell right now and has to kind of justify like he's paying for the sins of his father basically, because that's what you find. That's what you kind of get under. And then you and again spoiler alert, you find out that uh, Christopher's dad was killed was 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 killed by uh, was uh, was the hit was organized by Junior, so so basically. So basically, the Sopranos are the ones that have killed the Maltesantis, basically. Because Tony Soprano killed Christopher. That's why he was so hard on Christopher throughout the whole series. Because Tony was rejected by uh, Dickie at some point. Because he was uh, Dickie was told not to ruin Tony's fucking life. So he kind of avoided that. And, uh, you know, I, I thought it should have focused more on Tony. It, it wasn't really much... Like, it wasn't as much focused, like, on, on what I thought would be focused on. It was, like, Tony's... I guess they didn't want to bring attention to Tony's... Ch- like, they showed Jackie April and, Art, Artie, and Artie, Artie, his child, you know, those guys and all that kind of stuff. So they basically kind of, in a way, like, showed you a little bit of him, like, doing a gambling thing in his school. Or, or him, um, him like, um, robbing a fucking ice cream truck and for no fucking reason and all that kind of stuff. There were some racist assholes online that I was looking at the fucking reviews of people who were talking, right? They didn't like that there was a black storyline in it, even though I actually liked that there was a black... Because, again, people act like the Sopranos didn't have a commentary on what was going on with, like... like I totally forget what it was, but, like, wasn't there a whole thing about, the about like, buying housing? And then there was, like, a black... There was, like, a, a, a guy who was, like, you know... Uh, you know, a, a guy, there was a black guy who was kind of, like, in a way, kind of getting in Tony's face and kind of cussing him out and all that kind of stuff. And it was kind of like a commentary on like what they what, what on what these white people do to these neighborhoods and all that kind of stuff like there's a whole commentary ab- about that shit whatever right i i mean i haven't watched it in a while you know what i mean so like i had to watch it again to see what the thing is but i actually liked that there was a guy who was one of dickie's runners who was like uh played by leslie odom jr and uh uh he was um you know uh, a part of the um he was part of it, but they but they didn't really treat him like sh- they they treated him like shit. But like you know, what I mean, he would be like somebody that like would kind of like go at them and all that. And he started it. He started his own. He started working with Frank Lucas basically. So I kind of like that element of it. You know what I mean? I kind of dug that. But some people think that uh, that because I mean, like it, it was in nineteen sixty seven. 
there's, there's obviously riot like during that time. It was like like it, it would have been stupid if you ignored that the, the, there was riots going on during that fucking time, whatever, right? Because I mean, it'd be like the MCU not like being around the '60s and not acknowledging that there was like riots and fuck a, a whole uh you know a lot of protests going on because of Martin Luther King's death and all that kind of stuff. So I you know I I have no fucking I, like I have no like I have no clue why people would be angered that they would have that in there. I think I think some people I think some people weren't uh, some some people were just like I think there are some people who are being fair and like I would have liked it just to be more focused on like the actual Sopranos characters but I don't know I didn't I didn't mind that whatsoever you know what I mean it it kind of solidified that yeah the Sopranos and the, like even though they're, like they're here like because again in the series you think that they're like the lesser of the they're lesser of the evil like they're the kind of like the like because like the show things that they're, they're cool but that kind of solidifies to you that like these guys are actually fucking legit fucking Heels, you know what I mean. So I kind of like that they had a guy, like a guy, uh, you know, um, uh, who, who was a runner for them. But then he did his own shit, whatever, and all that. You know, it was it was a uh, people didn't like. I like that. I like the guy who played Polly, but I mean the guy who played like Bill Hader and SNL played a better Silvio than the guy that was playing Silvio. I mean, not that not, not, not that the original Silvio was this key, like this the key to subtlety. You know what I mean? Like, not not that like Silvio himself wasn't a caricature on some fucking level, right? But I mean, like this one was like really bad. You know what I mean? Like you can like the fucking movie and still admit that like that was a misstep. They shouldn't have had those guys already in the fucking. It's like they're so de- they were so determined to have like a caricature of Silvio and uh, Silvio and uh, and Big Pussy a little bit that like you just go okay well you'll just forget about it right. I I wouldn't mind if there was a a, a like a a show like in the, in the current form. But like after all, like you know, what I mean, maybe with the newer generation of people who are fucking like maybe a newer fan, maybe newer, maybe not the Sopranos themselves, but like actually other people who are who are part of that fucking family, like to see uh, other people remember the part of the Demio family, uh, who would fucking uh, you know, uh, who other associates that you know, maybe like v, like maybe Vito's fucking kid. Or something like I don't I don't know what what happened to him, but I would love to see like a, 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 the aftermath of uh, what happened to Tony Soprano. Not like right afterwards. I mean, like just like now after the fact that when there's a new generation of fucking people and all that kind of stuff, it'd be kind of cool to do that. I hope that's what happens. I wish the Saints of Newark were was a was a series instead of a fucking movie or at least a mini series. You know, to me, I think that would have been a lot better so that we could like. I was hoping that we would see. Tony's Tony Soprano's relationship with um Tony Bamba what was his name Bendetta Bendetta like uh, the guy who the guy who's played by uh played by what's his fucking name Tony Bendetta uh, what was his fucking what what's his real fucking name man Bashemi 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 yeah Mike Bashemi sorry like I would, I would like to see that more. I would like to see what was going on with Jack, why Jackie and and Tony were so you know were so fucking close and all that kind of stuff. You know, I I didn't mind the whole like Tony being close to like Dicky and all that kind of stuff. I think Jay Berenthal played a good uh, played a good uh, Tony. He played Tony's father. You know what I mean? But like you know, and I I liked uh, I liked Corey Stoll who played uh who play, he's on Billions right now and that ending for the Billions season season finale that was phenomenal really 
even though that show is kind of convoluted, it's just fun. It's just basically how I how I envision like how elites in all kinds of fucking industries all are playing fucking games with each other, kind of in a way. So to me, it's like it's very convoluted. It's like you know what I mean. But I enjoyed it. So I guess like uh, Axelrod is going to be in Sisterland. He's disappeared in Sisterland now. So I mean, I guess that's fine. Whatever, right? But I mean, yeah. So it was kind of and then Dollar Bill, the Dollar, and now that Corey, now that Corey Stoll's character took over, Dollar Bill and uh, Dollar Bill, the Dollar Bill character and uh, what's his name, um, Dan Soder's character, Mafi, that's his name, Mafi. Yeah, they quit because so like now you assume so are you is is uh, is uh is Axel Rod gone from the show for a bit like is this gonna be an excuse for why you know why uh the the guys taking over basically you know it's whatever and Paul Buscemi doesn't even look like the real Paul Buscemi it looks like a, it looks like one of his clones like I believe like a lot of actors now are left the planet and now they just have like these clones that really look like. Like they like like they're falling apart. They don't even look like real human beings. They look like puppets that are falling apart, kind of in a way. And I don't really believe it's really them, really. You know, I really, I really don't, because they have that anti aging shit. You know what I mean? Like you know, Paul Buscemi really does look like fucking Paul Heyman, kind of in a way. Now you know, you know, it just, I don't know. But I mean, I I, I like uh, Paul uh, Giamatti. He's like he's a good actor, you know. You are the motherfucking Antichrist. Yeah, so I mean that's basically it. I, I did see Dark Side of the Here's the thing, Dark Side of the Ring, no episode is ever like pure and uh you know like you know, like you know, like like nothing's really ever pure about that this show. But this is like one of the least controversial shows, you know. I saw Terry Funk trending and I'm like, oh fuck, what did Terry Funk do? Did it like you know? Did he like you know brand? Did he sodomize somebody like you know backstage at an FD, FMW show and we're gonna cancel him now or something like that? But no, just him being wholesome basically as he can. I, again, I, I I knew about the FMW like the it was like the main Japanese promotion I kind of knew about because there was footage about like the Terry Funk and Mick Foley stuff right that was going on. I heard about Hayabusa. I heard about Onita a little bit. I, I could have sworn that Hayabusa got paralyzed in the nineties. I could have. I used to hear about Hayabusa all the fucking time on the internet. But I remember I I I totally forgot that I may have been online during two thousand one two thousand two because the thing is like I wasn't as online as I was in the 90s so i always associated that hayabusha actually got paralyzed in like the late 90s or something like that but it was actually in 2001 i didn't know that fmw even lasted that long because i remember used to hear about it more and more maybe i wasn't paying as much of fucking attention because as soon as we bought wcw i was like well i don't need to worry about this because they're all a lot of these guys will just come to wwe eventually anyways but that, that, that wasn't the fucking case i didn't know how fucking monopolies fucking work you know, I just, I was, I was cheering on my favorite promotion, fucking, you know, finally beating the evil WCW and all that kind of shit. But, um, I don't know. Yeah, it, it was a good episode. I mean, Sabu was a fucking highlight in it. Uh, Sabu just, since he, he got beat up by the, by, by the, by, by the, is it the Chinese, the, the, the Yakazua. What is it? Hold on a second. Nah. It's a Japanese, okay, yeah, it's a Japanese uh, thing. And, the, and they were in, in, yeah, so one time they, they did spots where those mafia men were. 
and then the mafia. And again, the thing is, people think that like mafia men are only in uh, in uh, in uh, um, you know in these forms, but like in professional wrestling in general, there's mafia people in the WWE. Like Trump's a mafia guy, right? So he was sitting. Him and some mafia guys were sitting fucking front row at WrestleMania five and all that kind of stuff. But you don't think that he was like any. He wasn't a danger, but it wasn't a danger back then apparently because it wasn't in politics. You can only be a danger when you're in politics. Not that you know people who are celebrities get away with a lot fucking more, but you don't really want to go down that fucking road, really. You know what I mean? But, I mean, yeah, they're talking about, like, you know, uh, him doing a spot near those guys and kind of, like, almost kind of hitting them. And then afterwards, they started beating the shit out of him. And then apparently Mike Awesome fucking started fighting them off. And, I don't know, there was, like, incidents where, where, where like, the ring caught on fire on accident. And Sab, Sabu just didn't feel like he really gave a fuck. He was like, yeah, I was just there. Yeah, it's kind of, kind of is what it is, kind of, in a way. You know what I mean? Like, it was, like... Yeah, again, like, it, it just showed that Anita had, like, some really cool ideas, and, like, different people like Jericho and Lance Storm and all of them came through to that, to, to over there and all that kind of stuff, you know what I mean? They did the, did some work. So, like, everyone was kind of influenced, and it kind of helped fuel the, fuel what ECW kind of was in, in some in some kind of way, you know what I mean? Like, that, that, that kind of, you know, the, the, that kind of where you mixed it with good wrestlers and deathmatch shit, but even though ECW never really did the deathmatch shit super hardcore, I don't think they'd be allowed to, whatever, but again, like, you know, it, just, it, it was it was a good episode, you know what I mean, like, it just seems like a lot of the other episodes are not going to be WWE kind of affiliated, kind of, in a way, let me see what the next episodes are, basically, let me see, uh, Dark Side of the Ring, let me see, So yeah, so so we had uh okay so the second half second half of this uh the plane ride from hell the double life of canyon then we had the FMW and then we're gonna have something about bikers bombs and bedlam with Johnny K nine I don't know who the fuck the I I mean I'm sure I know who that is but okay I I'm gonna like this one the Luna Vashon one because I feel like she. Had a lot of fucking. Uh, I mean, me. I don't know if anything controversial really happened to her in WWE. Where they, but again, like you know, she was never really valued properly in WWE, in my personal fucking opinion. Just more as a manager, and then she, you know, when she she didn't really wrestle much in the in the early nineties, and then in the late nineties, it was more about Sable. So they had her be like a side character, even though she made Sable look like a million bucks because of how good she is. She she would have been someone that would thrive in this in this era of women wrestling, man. And then uh, XBW, which is supposed to be like the one where they had a fucking Rob Black's EC, XBW where they were trying to counter ECW kind of in a way. And then, of course, the finale is going to be the Vince McMahon thing, which I think everyone's going to be paying super close attention to. So we'll see what happens with that, really. You know what I mean? But again, I I like the dark side. I mean, I'm not giving a f- again. I, I I totally forgot everything that was going on in that. Cause I can't keep. I don't take when I don't take notes, man. I I can't really memorize every fucking thing that happens. So I'm probably missing out on stuff. But it was still a good fucking thing if you really like to know the history of some of the deathmatch in in Japanese professional and Japanese wrestling and all that type of stuff. 
it's like, you know, a pretty good thing. And especially if you're around in the 90s on the internet, you probably would have been familiar with, like, some of the discourse online that was going on about this kind of stuff, you know what I mean? Even though I, I was too, it was too, I, I understood stuff that I was watching in, in, like, you know, American professional wrestling. So, like, I just had that kind of knowledge in the side of my head, even though I wouldn't really pay close attention to it because I'm like, well, I'm not buying tapes. I, I, I'm not, because, again, I didn't want to use my money. I, I didn't want to use, you know, my my dad's credit card or anything like that to kind of buy fucking tapes or I didn't know if the people were reliable. I didn't want to give people my fucking address and all that kind of stuff because on the internet back then it was like way, way too, like, you know, I mean, you shouldn't do it now anyways, but like back then it was especially really foreign to me. So that's why I never really got into, you know, I should have hooked up with a Canadian connection to fucking get, to get some of these Japanese wrestling. But I mean, I didn't really have much other than people I knew. Kind of wish I can go back and fucking relive some of these days again. You know what I mean? Redo everything over and over again. I don't know. The, uh, and then, uh, so yeah, I talked about PWG already. Um, yeah, there's talks about Braun Strowman and uh, uh, being considered talking with AEW. And then Bray Wyatt's also in talks with AEW. Listen, I would prefer if Strowman went to Impact or maybe he went somewhere else. Like, it'd be cool f to see uh, Strowman in Japan. That'd be fucking cool to see what he can do and maybe he can do something great there. I mean, listen, I think he's a talented dude and I think he, after, like, you know, his initial buzz, they kind of dropped the ball with him and you didn't really care about his fucking character or anything like that. But people are really hyped up for Bray Wyatt coming in. And it's like, okay, so you're, you're so for Wyndham Rotunda, you're, you're hyped up. But the thing is, I guarantee you, as soon as the bell rings, people are going to fucking complain. And people will make, if people will make excuse, you know what? Let Bray Wyatt go to fucking AEW. I, I want to I see him, I want to see him no-sell the one-wing angel. And then beat Kenny Omega with a spooky finger poke. But, I mean, listen, I, a lot of people in the industry fucking hate me. So whenever I present a fucking good idea, they're not going to, like, listen to what I have to say even though it might be a really, really good idea. But if you're having this forbidden door, you know, storyline going on with all the promotions, I really think Bray Wyatt should be someone who's an independent guy, who's kind of a presence, like, makes his presence known in every other fucking promotion, whether it be by video or by appearance, but kind of, like, talking about the industry ills and evil shit and how all the chaos, and he's, like, kind of, like, the, the master of all this chaos that's putting it together. Like, I don't think he's someone that people are going to look forward to be wrestling. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he could be doing that once in a while and all that kind of shit. But the thing is, is like, you know, it would just, it would just be another limited fucking thing if he just showed up to AEW, in my personal opinion. If that's solely it. But again, a lot of these AEW diehards don't want other promotions to get prominent fucking people. Because they don't want, like, this fucking chaos of wars to happen. They're not thinking bigger picture. They're thinking, oh, I want to I want to get pops for the moment and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, dude, no. Like, the thing bigger fucking picture. Why would you want everyone? Like, they, they, like they don't want, uh, like, any of the uh, lesser established guys. They want all the established guys to go to AEW mainly. And it's like, okay... Then it's like, I know what this is. Like, there's no point of even discussing with a lot of these people. Because it's just like, it's, a, it's more of a selfish fucking thing. Because like, there's, there's no bigger picture that these people want online. They just want fucking vibes and fucking, you know, the, a good... Like, even this Hit Row thing. People think that everyone is shitting on Hit Row. Like, I mean, yeah, there are probably some racists that fucking are, are going to shit on, on any diversity, diverse talent coming in and all that kind of shit. But the, at, the, at, the same, at the same time, there's a lot of... 
black people that I see online that don't like Hit Row and don't buy into their act. Maybe not because of them, but because of how WWE will limit, like, that kind of act. You know what I mean? Like, Hit Row would seem like a good gimmick that would be dope outside of WWE. Not in their confines, you know what I mean? Even though I do think all the talent is there. B, and B, and despite me saying that B-Fab is a little bit green and all that, that there's talent there, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I wish them nothing but success on the main fucking roster. You know what I mean? I don't want them to fucking... I think uh, uh, Shane Strickland, you know what I mean? Like, uh, in, ML, in you know, MLW and also in Lucha Underground, he did some fucking great fucking work from what I fucking see. He had one of, like, one of my favorite matches in Lucha Underground. Uh, I totally forget, but it was like, it was like, I think it was like a featured episode where that the, it was like that match for the majority of, of it, and it was really, really fucking... And I even called him to bust it open and tell him that that was one of my favorite matches. So I'm rooting for fucking Swerve, and, you know... And, and, and people, don't, people don't think that Top Dollar or Ashanti are well-developed. They're actually well more developed than B-Fab is. B-Fab, listen, I, 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 I hope she gets her reps in, um, in, in house shows and all that kind of stuff, maybe working with, like, uh, more capable people to maybe help because again i always go back to the example of batista being very green as well and then by the end of 2000 by like the like the like the, like the, the latter half of 2004 he was having matches with like sean michaels and ben wall on raw or he would be in these matches that were hidden with rick, rick flair being in them and all that he got a lot better by a time he by 2005 happened and i was like oh shit like so like, i always been about people who who like Dave, like for example david otunga for example I thought that a smart thing that you should have done after the whole Nexus thing, like have Nexus have their own storyline, people remember have their own storylines. I thought if you had David Otunga work with, uh, um, with uh, well, then Daniel Bryan, that it would probably help improve David Otunga to get better in the fucking ring. If you have a guy like like Daniel Bryan fucking like working with him and all that kind of stuff. But they really never really let that guy get better either, even though you could let that guy fucking get better. You know what I mean? So, like, I'm always about people who are green that end up fucking becoming better. Like, LA Knight has gotten a lot fucking better, even though his ring style has never really been that great. But in, in NXT, he's been working with a lot of workhorse guys, and he's gotten a lot he's gotten a lot better in ring, in, in my personal opinion. He's not, like, doing Okada Omega fucking style shit, but he's gotten a lot fucking better than, than the previous years that i fucking seen him. But maybe that's what happens, you know? Like, you know... But again, I, I wish nothing, again, I'm going to repeat these in my SmackDown notes because, you know, sometimes I got to go over this, but I guess wrestling discourse kind of gets a little fucking annoying. Apparently, I, I mean, this is going to look dumb because, again, this is going to probably, this, you're probably going to hear this after Raw airs and I'm doing this before Raw begins. Uh, but uh, Walter is supposedly supposed to be being called up. I don't know if that will be true or not. Um, you know, but I'm not looking forward to him, like, you know, running around tra chasing Drake Maverick to the Benny Hill music and then tripping and falling or something like that. I know if they don't use them correctly right away, everyone's going to deem it failure. But, you know, the first, the, and the first, the first comedy he's kind of sketchies with, you know what I mean? Like, like Riddle, like Riddle's going to, Riddle's going to fucking start shouting his name because his name is in all caps or something like that, you know what I mean? So, I mean, we'll, we'll get to it and all that, you know, we'll see what happens. Now, let me get to the draft, the first night of the draft and then Rampage as well. So I'll be back in a second. It's SmackDown this weekend. What do you know? There you are in the center of the ring. Just a couple problems, though. One small one, one small one. You're not really saying the things that I need you to say. You know, you're not announcing the retirement. 
not telling the world that I am not Edge Light, and, and you're not answering my challenge. But the bigger problem is that when you said you were going to be at SmackDown this week, I tend not to believe a single word that comes out of your mouth ever. And so I didn't believe you. You're a liar. Plain and simple. And I'm not. See, I'm an honest man. So unfortunately, the big problem is that I'm not at SmackDown this week. I am, in fact, Is luxurious, my friend. This is 
just I'm not sure that's how you're supposed to go to. Sit on this two. Oh, you know what? A little fireplace action. You is are that, a lucky man, my friend. Does that treat books <laughs> right there? This is the homiest home I've ever been in in my entire life. It's so cozy. I can stay here all night. <laughs> I can stay here all night. Mm, I can stay here all night. <laughs> Okay, so this was an okay show. Sometimes these draft shows can be kind of exciting, even though other than a few, there are never really any big differences. Because so many years I have, I've gone over picks that take place and assume this kind of person will do well in the brand, but does it really matter at the end of the fucking day because they'll find a way to break the integrity of whatever is left integrity-wise of this fucking draft and basically confirm what we should, that we should not really give a shit, right? But see, people, you know, seem to be confused because for a while now they've done that everyone is eligible to be in the, for the draft. Like, even if someone is already on SmackDown, they can be redrafted. So half the roster was eligible. And if anyone who was in the pool of the picks that was not chosen on live television, they would draft in supplemental ones. Or some people can sign if they're not chosen at all. You know what I mean? So I like that they had two picks Per per round, you know what I mean. Like you know, what I mean, it's, I'm trying to wonder why they they don't just have a general manager for Raw or SmackDown. Like, why would Sonya Pierce give a shit personally since they're on both shows? But I guess it's supposed to add to the real life issues between Fox and the USA Network and how WWE has to satisfy them, and that's going to be the constant narrative that will keep coming up. But right now, apparently, both are in happy mood right now. I mean, but ultimately, there'll be more. Issues for the sole purpose of WWE continuing to fall out of favor, and these changes will not take. And by the way, these changes will not take effect until after Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia, which is a decent way to do this. But that just means that, it, like that, there's going to be a mixture of everyone on each brand until after Crown Jewel. Or does the people that were on Raw originally just stay on Raw for a bit, and then we just kind of uh, like meaning like if like if like let's say Charlotte Flair is dropped to SmackDown. Does she now come to Raw in the week in during these weeks? Oh, or no, no, sorry. Like the okay, Bianca was drafted to Raw, right? So now does Bianca like like now? Even though she's part of Raw technically, but then it doesn't take effect till after uh, after Crown Jewel. Does Bianca like just stay on SmackDown solely until after Crown Jewel? Does she also still make appearances on Raw? It's kind of hard to know what the future is when you you know you don't know who's gonna be drafted. You get a better picture afterwards you know what i mean but um who fucking knows what's gonna end up happening but i, I but I, I like this because at least there will be hype when they need to change rosters but you also keep the current programs going then you can start this stupid smackdown versus raw bullshit that we're not gonna buy into for survivor series you know what i mean even though the matches will be cool so we start off with Pierce and deville they both went back and forth on what the picks were doing i'll just name the first round picks all at once like, for, like, Raw. Like, I won't go back and forth to Raw and SmackDown. I'll just name the Raw thing. So, SmackDown chooses Reigns, who is a Universal Champion, and the Raw Women's Champion, Charlotte, which I assume she'll lose a title before she goes over there. 
But how about re- if not? How about renaming the titles that keep the lineage? Like the the one title could be the women's universal title, and the other one could be the women's world title. You know what I mean? It just feels stupid. Like if she doesn't lose the title, will will she forfeit it? Like how or, or like will she forfeit it like how the New Day and Street Profits forfeited their titles, kind of in a way? Or do I assume she's gonna lose it against Bliss or whoever? I don't know. Raw's gonna get this. Um, Raw's gonna get this in this round, Biggie and Bianca Belair. So they already know they 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 already are gonna have her d- do that, and then I imagine she won't win the SmackDown title since there'll be a triple threat at Crown Jewel for the you know SmackDown title, obviously. So it feels like Bianca's not gonna look good in this in the sense they took a title from her, and now she'll have a quick title feud before going to going to the next brand. Next brand. Although maybe Charlotte drops the drops her title to her in, in in that time as well. Who knows? But we're all happy for Bianca being on Raw. But when she loses to Lily in like twenty six seconds, I'm sure the Shilla accounts will like let us know how it's our fault for that happening. So then, um, so then Reigns comes out of the show, clips of Reigns versus Demon Balor. No Balor present on the show, and I know he could be addressed on Raw, but if he just fucking moves on, this could be one of the worst hits you could have done to a character. And I don't believe people can be permanently buried, but this is not going to make people forget about the shit in the near future. And But we're not thinking logically anymore, we're just thinking about moment and the vibes. I think she'll account for both companies should start you know, typing their tweets while wearing pom-poms because it's clear that people don't want to actually analyze shit and just become a horrible and, and just become a horrible person online who just just gets contentious about people not liking the direction or booking of some of the wrestlers and think if enough people just build people up because personal stake that means that they are really giving their real opinion on shit and those kind of accounts i cannot really take seriously because you're always going to be attached to these companies you know so anyways roman's in the ring he tells the crowd to look at the back of his shirt which says we the ones and he says he's number one and tells baltimore to acknowledge him and Heyman chatted at the crowd for not being loud enough it doesn't surprise him that people in baltimore would do that and before extreme rules you had to undefeat a demon but now you can't say that anymore because the demon went one-on-one against the exorcist named roman reigns and i wonder why the, he would bring up a name out like that for no reason out of front of reigns but it's probably designed for the later part of this promo to tie in all, all it in so it makes it convenient he says, um, says, but like a shark, the circles around the island of relevancy, relevancy, he'll swim looking forward. And this is where the hype for Crown Jewel begins and clarifies in case anyone was confused, but it will not be held in suplex city because the beast will go against the suplexorcist. Not that bad, but whatever. He says Reigns will remain Universal Champion. He will smash Brock Lesnar. Uh, Brock Lesnar interrupts, and they face off. Reigns strikes first, but Brock hits a German. Then the Usos come in to help, but Brock gets them down. Roman hints he'll go back into the ring, but ultimately he leaves, and Brock hits uh, the Usos with an F5 each. And this, this was just a standard promo, but it was a cool brawl that took place. Brock feels more scarier as a good guy this time around, even... Even even him feeling more comfortable later on the mic, which apparently he filmed prior to the show because he left immediately after this segment, but he interrupted Jeff Hardy promo before it started backstage, and it felt like a segment where Brock was back in 2003, Brock phase, where he came across with more of a character at times, so it was weird seeing him in a random overly produced segment, but he said, thanks to Heyman, he's a free agent, he can go wherever he wants. I'll get to Jeff Hardy soon, but like, you know, because Jeff Hardy was, was named after he got drafted, so you know what I mean? So they got his opinion on shit. 
but this was just a standard, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, it was just standard fucking shit to kind of get it go- going. Then Reigns is backstage after seeing the segment with Brock, and he'd ask Heyman calmly if he's good friends with Brock, and ask if Heyman is good, fr- if they're if they're good friends. Heyman clearly agrees, even though he looks stressed. And then you can tell Reigns grew up on Fresh Prince of Bel Air because he pulled the calm shit, calm shit un- the Uncle Phil would do, and then start fucking yelling. He yells, "If they're good friends, it means you look out for them, and if he looks out for them, he looks out for his family." And asks if his cousins will be drafted to SmackDown. Basically, this is Roman Reigns. This is Roman Reigns' "Do I look like a white guy named Ward?" speech. You know what I mean? And I was worried if he was going to threaten to call the feds on Heyman. Heyman says it's a strategy, and they will be drafted to SmackDown uh, on Raw. And then Reigns is the wise man, and Reigns laughs off and tells Heyman he's the wise man when he tells him he's the wise man, and, un- and then follow the strategy. He wants him to go to Raw and wants him to- and wants him to make sure the Usos are drafted to SmackDown. And asks if he understands that Heyman does, and he thanks him and leaves. Us- then then uh, Roman tells the Usos who are sitting there while all this is going on to follow Heyman there, and if he doesn't get him a draft of the SmackDown, leave him for dead. So we have more death threats and promos from wrestlers. You know, this this might as well this might they might as well be on live television since so they would probably get their Twitter taken away. Uh, you know, so remember that guy Lee that new guy Lee Motori, um, Motoriety. What how do you say his? I don't know how to say his last name, but he got banned for Twitter for a bit because he. Uh, did a promo and he made a threat so you couldn't do that whatever I still think some of the stuff going on right now with Heyman and Brock is just going to be something simple like Heyman teasing he's still with Brock but he stays with Reigns and Reigns and him have planned to to, to look like there's a miscommunication with them to kind of solidify that Heyman will be, a, be attached to Reigns so who fucking knows what will go down, but it's probably their best few they've had built from their prior ones. And I'm sure because Reigns is in a better role now, I'm sure their matches and their feuds would age better than when it happened initially. Because like a sitcom that gets better as time goes on and becomes real funny. Going back to the pilot episode in the first season will become better because you know where the characters are going, and now you can probably make that shit seem better with this feud. Feels like it feels like it feels fresh because of the role reversals. Overall, this was a decent segment on the show in general, but I don't anticipate Brock winning, and I could see the the Rock making an appearance at, at a Saudi show to set up Survivor Series match. But if they're going going to do that at at Mania, then I could see Rock showing up a Survivor Series because it's his twenty fifth anniversary of his debut. And I'm sure the WWE will now need big moments like this to counter AEW's popularity in some fucking way, right? We saw a Charlotte promo about being drafted to SmackDown and asking Kayla to congratulate her in long in the long with the Queen. I heard Fox was really interested in having her on the brand. I'm not joking about that. They apparently wanted her apparently on the brand, right? But now here's a joke, which is not surprising since they probably saw her in her incarnation and thought this is probably Ann Coulter. I, you know, whatever. I don't give a shit. Uh, I don't want to get in my fantasy booking going because currently all four four horsewomen are on SmackDown right now. But who knows if Becky will remain there unless they decide to make Becky the babyface again when she actually feuds with Charlotte. Maybe they'll do a two-woman power trip, maybe, you know. 
So the next round of draft take place. Drew and New Day are drafted to SmackDown, and RK Bro and Edge are going to Raw. New Day didn't even seem that upset when they came out for their match, but I knew this would happen again, because I'm sure it will be done in, for post-interviews after they're done with this company. And while it's cool to have a reunion of some sort, I can see this company thinking they'll need to separate them again because they need Big E to swim on his own, you know. I hope Woods and Kofi can get singles runs and still be associated. Like if Woods wins the IC title or something, or maybe challenge for the Reigns title for a month feud or something. I hope they give you know Woods the respect to win the King of the Ring. But knowing WWE, Mansoor will win that and more discourse will happen. I'm not surprised Drew, uh, I'm not surprised, uh, you know, uh, Drew, um, but because, because him and Reigns will probably feud for, for Mania if they don't have The Rock, if that doesn't happen for that, whatever, right? But RK, bro, nothing, nothing to say, you know, nothing much to say about that. Edge going back to Raw could be dope, especially if Lashley or Big E will be there because you could have Edge be a good title feud against... Uh, it, uh, Big E be a good title feud against, uh, you know, uh, a heel edge against a, a babyface Big E to help solidify Big E as a made guy by beating a prominent champion in the company. It's hard what will take place because we don't know who's going to be drafted on, you know, Raw, obviously. But, I mean, Edge could be working with a lot of fucking good people there, man. Like, you know, Lashley, he could be working with, you know... Uh, again, I, I hope he stays clear from fucking Orton and Riddle, but Orton's a fucking good guy, but, you know... Who knows, maybe we'll get a fucking heel edge versus a babyface Orton, you know. Drew cut a promo backstage, and I'll give him credit for always tying shit into the past to make it seem like this drive was legit. He says that in his 20s, uh, in his twenties, his time on SmackDown didn't go as well, and he came back and carried the company during an uncertain time, and then says that there's a black cloud looming over the show, and he'll flip the table over, and he brought Angela with him, so I guess she was drafted as well. But I look forward to this feud, even though we have seen this in 2018, 2019, but, you know, it's a different game when you're, you know, when the roles are, are, are reversed, basically. Edge makes his way down to the ring, and he was thinking that he's the only talent here that was on the first episode of SmackDown because of that. It always felt like at home. He's excited to be drafted to Raw, basically putting over his new opponents and new challenges. Yeah, until they give him, you know, until they have him wrestling Jinder Mahal every single week. Basically, he says, hey, guys, basically he's saying, hey, guys, it doesn't matter because we don't hold the integrity of this draft seriously. He then transitions into Roland stuff and summarizing what took place and brings up being challenged. And Seth knows he's not cleared yet. He knows Seth will have the advantage and he has to accept the challenge and he's on his way of being cleared and addresses Seth wanting Edge to admit he was better than him and wants him to say that he, uh, he wants him to say it, but he said he wants Seth to come to the ring. Seth shows up on the screen and is laughing and tells him he's, he's impressed but edge isn't saying the things he needs to say he's not announcing his retirement nor telling the world that he's not edge light and not answering his challenges and Seth says that he t he tends not to believe a single word that edge has ever sa says and calls him a liar and he reveals he's not in the building he's at edge's house in north carolina edge runs to the back and people were, go were goofed on this because what what's the point he's not he if he's not there why, why would you run back but but it's like the guy could make sure the cameraman was a, he maybe he's trying to make sure which camera guy was a Signed to the sports entertainment segment, or maybe he wanted to just try and get a flight as soon as fucking possible. Seth knocks on the on the on the door and it unlocks. Already, the sports entertainment producers could pick 
and you could pick the lock and help with that since this is reality. This is a reality wrestling show, right? And Seth will get a will get away with it because he's under the guise of sports entertainment, so he can get away with breaking and entering. So he walks in, and no one is there seemingly. And he says he says Uncle Seth is here. Tells and you know, tells Edge to put the locks on his doors. He opens the fridge and drinks some Tropicana and makes himself comfortable at the table. He looks at the drawing that his kids drew and calls. He goes, I know they're young, but it's kind of rotten. He continues to walk around notice a huge portrait over the fireplace and says it's good that the kids look like you know, the kids look like uh um look like Beth. i put edge here but i meant i meant to put beth they look like beth and edge uh is uh sitting on the chair getting comfortable he puts on the fireplace we see edge backstage talking to beth on the phone and ask her where she is and she's doing groceries apparently he tells her to go to her brother's house brother's house and you know and call and call daniel and david david now that's you know people don't know people people will have to really look look in, look into that but that was FDR that that's fucking cool people were once again pointing out why not call the police maybe Edge knows better than calling the police maybe Edge knows that there's sports entertainment rules so calling the cops would not do shit because they you know they're all fucking they all are compromised on some level so maybe Edge knows that you shouldn't be called. it's a mafia world man you know so Edge can't really call it maybe maybe Edge's you know all cops are bastards all day and every day you know who knows. The segment did prove Edge right, though, because Edge broke into Cena's house and sla- slapped his dad across the face and disrespected him and said tried to do it do, do it better than him, and no one no one being there really took it down. Like, it was kind of a, 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 a nuisance more than anything, but this was, not, this was not Cena's dad being slapped or Pillman in Austin. I wasn't expecting him to fucking, you know, do something to Beth, but you could have had someone play Beth's brother or something and have him, like, take a beating instead of doing the... doing uh, Doing an appropriate, uh, appropriate, uh, an appropriate version of Rick James kicking Eddie Murphy's couch, basically. You know, I figure this will be the final thing for this match, unless Seth gets drafted to Raw. Maybe Edge will start feuding with Karrion Cross. I don't know. I'm worried if Cross is going to get the title a shot against Big E, which would not surprise me. Uh, but you know, this is random. But mentioning FDR in this gives me hope that a new Illuminati body Edge is going to go to reunite with Christian for. A legendary tag team run, but who fucking knows? But this was this, this was like an entertaining segment in general. Even if Rollins did the most PG level of home invasion that you could have had, the third round for the draft are for SmackDown, Corbin and Moss and Hit Row, which caused a lot of controversy online because there are people who just want to hate on all the members of Hit Row because they're not authentic enough apparently. And this is not my call. I mean, I do like the concept, and I, I and they've had their highlight with with stuff. They they have done the the last month like the last couple of months or so, but the group has been dumbed down. Like the whole rhyming and passing it off on other members doesn't work in promo wise for me. You know what I mean? But the but but, but the cipher they did actually did work, and it, it, it seemed a lot more fresh. You know what I mean? It also really does set B. It it really does set um B Fab uh or as Sonya said Fab B, um it, you know. Like on on purpose, like I mean, I'm sure that was on purpose because it fits her fucking, you know, her, the Karen caricature that she's that she's been doing. But I'm worried for um, B Fab because she's still green, and they could be, you know, they could set her up to fail. Although Eva Marie is a lot more green, and she still has value, I guess. I I just don't want people using this green performer as a negative because everyone online is hyping up more diversity being on the roster. 
and you know what I mean? And then, and then, and then if it doesn't work out, then people are going to be like, oh, you only see, you don't care about the quality because you, you, you know, you want B Fab who's green to be beating all these people and all that kind of stuff. And because a lot of these shill accounts who are do like, you know, pretending to be like, you know, uh, super woke and they're not really that woke, like, like they're going to hype up people regardless, right? Because they're going to be going to tell them to hype up people. But like, you know what I mean? So like, so like now you're setting up fucking future talking points for a lot of these racist wrestling fans that are out there. And uh, and then who fucking and then Raw gets Nikki Ash and Rhea and uh, Keith Bearcat Lee. I'd love to see Edge feud with Keith Lee if that's fucking cool. Put him and put him over in a proper way. But who knows if Lee will even be part? Will even you know um, be a part of uh, Raw at all? Like you know even be a prominent member of Raw. It doesn't surprise me that Rhea and Nikki are in Raw, but they can still go on both brands anyway with those titles. But I'll and I'll get into the Corbin Moss thing because this might have been the worst thing on the show. Corbin's gonna face Owens. They do an inset promo on Corbin's laughing at Roddick, Riddick Moss's shitty jokes. And Moss has suspenders and a fedora. And I think uh, he's just laughing like, he's laughing like Doink the Clown. And he just do, he's going by Mad Cat Moss. An idea I'm sure Shills had in their group and people didn't have the heart to tell him that their jokes, their shit jokes, because they would not get their perks if they disagreed. But Corbin tells him that he he says to tell tell tells tell Moss tells one of our jokes while they're still laughing as they're saying this. But Moss says he has two short ones and one long one. Then pr- proceeds to say the word joke twice and then says joke the third time where he extends the O. Like he goes joke 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 like, like what? And then he laughs. And then this comes across like a roommate Joey Tribbiani would have in, a, in an underground episode of Friends, where Chandler is jealous because he moves out or something. And this and and and, and this is like you know you know and and then, and then he comes back in and then he meets his roommate and then Joey's like oh this guy's hilarious and then I mean it's it's not like a like like a sitcom character joke that's not funny that like you're supposed to be like oh this guy's a fucking idiot kind of in a way right so I mean I don't know and this and this is this this is the act that Owens is going to keep facing until. His contract ends up ends essentially. I don't even care that this. Uh, I don't. I don't even care about this match to tell you the fucking truth about this. But people are defending this match because Owens didn't lose clean. No one cares if he lost clean. But this man is stuck in a fucking feud with Corbin, who was cool for a bit, but now is getting back to being unbearable. And this is the same shit every fucking week now. So why do people have to fucking lie about their stance on shitty creative and shitty ideas? If he isn't gonna sign again, then you just let the guy off the, off the fucking air and just pay him. Because it's clear you want him to hurt the guy mentally, but again, this this is that that that's what makes people root for Owens more because WWE is good at making stars, but not the way that people think, and that that isn't kissing their ass, but more pointing out how they even downplay their abilities by design because their regimes don't die, their names change, and the accounts move. In my opinion, of course, basically Owens gets swept by Madcap Moss, and Corbin hits the end of days, which is now called the Happy Days. Of course, it is. Anyway, he does the outside. He he does it outside and then he does it inside the ring. I have nothing to say about this stupid shit, but mainly because for Owens, I feel bad for the guy, but this will make him a bigger big, big bigger star for the anti-WWE people and pro-super AEW. So this is how you get the internet fans behind you if you want to get down to this you know, get down to this shit. I still can't even get over Mad Cat Moss, basically. The final round was, uh, uh, the draft was... Hardy and Naomi for SmackDown, which Sonya was surprised by when she read it. You know, she she, she didn't, you know, uh, say, you know, she didn't, because again, I guess it's like the, the network's making the deals, right? And Raw got Theory, Austin Theory, and the Mysterios. 
I don't know, but I bet Lashley will probably destroy Ray Sun at some point. I know it does not change until after Saudi Arabia, but I'm sure the brands will still be mixed, and they'll excuse it, and they'll use the excuse to. It, it would not shock me if Lashley attacks them to make an example of like another person's son to kind of get at Goldberg, kind of in a way. I don't, I don't know. I'm just kind of like you know just thinking about like the lowest common denominator shit they can do right right now. I would love for Hardy to have a month long feud. Uh. Uh. I look for Hardy to get a month-long feud with Reigns because Hardy's a useful dude in these scenarios because all the fans in I mean, the, 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 the recent fucking fans in Ohio made him feel like it was 2008. I really don't expect much from Theory being more than a 24-7 gig. Naomi's feud will still be going on no matter what brand she was drafted to because Sonya's on both... I put both Reigns, both brands. Although it would fit WWE's creative laziness if Naomi was drafted back to Raw and Sonya suddenly doesn't have an issue with her because there's plenty of time on Raw, you know what I mean? Like that's how stupid the creative would probably be. I don't see anything too special with with, with who's going to what brand right now, you know, because there will be notable differences for a bit. For the shills to show off about how everyone's thinking it'll be a fa- it'll be a failure, and then like people will have one good spot, like one good spot for Hit Row, where people will deem it a success, even though long term it could be disastrous. You know what I mean? My personal opinion, but I hope for all of them to succeed because Swerve has needed to call up for a while and people are saying Top Dollar and Shanti need more seasoning but they can actually go. B-Fab is the only one who's transparently green but if they're smart they won't They won't have her wrestle as much and be more of a manager at the beginning while she gets her reps in in the live events to get better. She needs her limitless pill. You know, She needs the Illuminati access. We had Carmella versus Liv, and already after doing a good job with their match, they just repeat the match and continue to have the mediocre build for their feud. And then we got another gimmick thrown in because Carmella got on the mic during the the match, and maybe the match didn't even get started, but Carmella's now going out of her way to wear a ski mask. Like, she looks like what I imagine a suburban woman who likes Griselda would try to go for. Like, they're, they're down with the group. She looks like a Griselda groupie, basically, with a ski mask. Or maybe she's practicing before she goes to Saudi Arabia. Who fucking knows? At least uh, she's adding another element to it because the whole don't punch me in the face because you might make me look less attractive gimmick has been done there before. But if she's finding a new angle for it, it kind of makes her look like she, you know, or, may, or maybe she tr- she's trying to appropriate lucha culture maybe. You know what I mean? Who, who fucking knows at this point? Get Joe Gacy on the fucking phone. Ask him. Then we see we saw Alpha Academy, Rude and Ziggler versus the Prophets New Day. I really felt these matches were cool, but whenever these drafts happen, I feel like some of these matches are just kind of filler. The only match of substance was the main event between Sasha and Bianca, but this was still fine multi man match. Kofi and Woods hit the double stomp backbreaker for the win. It was an okay match. New Day were not even phased about being drafted back to SmackDown like the last time, like like the last time they were. This is why you you're trained not to take them seriously because they keep getting these microaggressions toward them and they're just back. And they're back being jerked around, and their characters clearly do nothing about it. And it, and but once in a while, they'll show some aggression towards the system. But I mean, people think we're gonna get profit split on Raw, most likely. I don't know. I really hope not. But it might be time since Dawkins is even addressing it in interviews. Like he's not worried, and I just hope he doesn't get lost in the fucking shuffle. I really hope he shines as much as Montez being is being projected to, you know, shine every you know by everyone online. But I really wish WWE prioritized tag team division a lot more. And and not when they pick and choose when to fucking do that. You know what I mean? 
um, Becky came out for commentary and she was entertaining. I can't keep up with what she said, what she said, but she kind of was being overly animated with her fur coat and just doing a PG version of Conor McGregor. She was offering to flex her guns on Cole when talking about physique. Like she really wanted to flex her guns quicker than, you know, Alex Jones would, you know, trying to go out, trying to take away his gun rights. Sasha had new gear, which I don't know how to fucking describe. But I know. I don't know how she keeps getting hotter and hotter every time I fucking see her. They might be upgrading her clone, like, every single year. She's getting that Disney money so she can afford it, most likely. I didn't know she was rocking a leg brace or she had, like, a new accessory to her leg. But she was... She, I, I don't know, but she looked fucking good as hell, man. Anyway, they do shoulder tackle shit. Bianca military presses Sasha. Slams her. She charges Sasha, but is countered. Ends up hitting the turnbuckle. Bianca uh, counters a slam and knocks Sasha out of the ring. Sasha hits a meteora off the top rope for a two count. Then Bianca catches her with a slam and then throws her around for a bit and hits a vertical suplex. Hits a moonsault and still gets a two count. Sasha gets a DDT off the second rope. Hits a frog splash. All, all this is getting kicked out of. On the apron, Bianca lifts Sasha up and puts her in the ring, but Sasha slides under... Under under Bianca and jumps off the ring apron. Bianca jumps off the ring ring and kind of bumps into Becky on commentary. They get into each other's face for a few seconds, and after Sasha's thrown into the barricade and back into the ring, Bianca Becky holds Bianca's ponytail while it's making it look like she's just chilling, and Bianca's stuck until Sasha can roll her up for the win. Pretty creative ending, but it was a decent match. Clearly not better than their Mania one, or how I would have imagined the SummerSlam match would have went. But I guess you could have this feud for a time being before the roster shit takes effect. But who knows if Becky is getting drafted to Raw to continue this feud unless Charlotte loses the title and maybe she'll will after because after the match she boots Sasha and then boots Bianca. So now you can set up a match on Raw, but if Bianca is a part of this triple threat match in Saudi Arabia, who fucking unless Charlotte's gonna face Bliss in Saudi Arabia. Who knows if Charlotte's even defending the title? Maybe if they're gonna do the Queen's Crown tournament that seems to like a shoe in for Charlotte to win, even though you should crown someone else. But it fits the symbolic propaganda of an elite white woman getting crowned at an event at the behest of a, you know, Saudi Arabia government, you know? Overall, it's a quick, fun show. I wish the set stuff was a lot better, but I did like that Edge note knew better than calling the cause because they're all working at the behest of the elite industry themselves, so it was kind of pointless. Rain stuff was compelling to some, but it feels like I already know what will happen, and Heyman is going to be revealed as being with Reigns while they make us think that Reigns really fucking hates him right now and allowing him to be left for dead if he doesn't get stuff done. Who fucking knows what will happen? But I'm leaning toward Heyman and Reigns really being on the same page. There wasn't much else happening, but it was it, it, it'll be weird when the, when the other draft kicks that are announced on Talking Smack, which is now being hosted by Jackie Redman and Matt Camp. Jackie's another Sportsnet alum that covered wrestling. Kind of like that's their developmental system for upcoming people. It's kind of like, and it, it's kind of been obvious. They, they got Jimmy Cordero probably being their scout since you never leave the fucking empire. You know, you're just another guy there. You're recruiting for them. But I really don't think the draft was anything compelling. Maybe there will be some notable change for a bit, but ultimately it ends up being the same shit, especially for the people that are going to be drafted in the non-television portion. So Raw got Tazawa, Alpha Academy, Apollo, Aziz, Niven, Drake, Maverick, Morrison, Nia Jax, Reggie, T-Bar, and Zelina. I don't think Tazawa will be in a different position as well as Maverick. Morrison will need to be there to keep this Miz feud going at some point, but just let him partake in the main event, in, in on the show main event, until the, until then. Niven, I hope she can move past the ship, so hopefully Eva Marie can drop to the SmackDown, maybe let her fucking go, but maybe someone from NXT will be 
Eva Marie's next instrument of destruction while we all fucking complain. I think Alpha Academy could have dope matches with, with RK Bro if you kind of want to make them more credible. Maybe you have Orton kind of be able to put over Gable since this is supposed to be the point of doing this tag kind of... Uh, this tag storyline, but their chances are probably going to have non-stop matchup with the Viking Raiders that we'll see for weeks. T-Bar being himself is interesting because we could see that he will get to be Dijakovic maybe and get get the name back. Maybe do something else. I don't know. Or he's going to be seen as a 24-7 fighter. Zelina, I don't really know what they'll do, but maybe have her be a manager again for Garza and Umberto. If she doesn't wrestle that much, I have no clue because she hasn't really been given a chance to really fly as as a competitor like she has not really been the strongest in the ring but they have done her character no fucking favor naya expected to stay but she won't be around for a bit because she's given time off apollo and aziz will definitely have confrontation with sitcom level dialogue with rk bro and styles and omos i bet someone WWE heard my stupid idea of riddle asking general aziz about general motors you know, I, I I guarantee that's gonna happen. I can see Apollo being Priest's new feud, and then you'll see that for the rest of the year in two thousand twenty-two. I don't know. SmackDown got Aaliyah, Gulak, Mace, Mansoor, Ali, and Tony Storm. Aaliyah, I imagine, will probably be part of Camella and make, uh, a former makeshift alliance. And Aaliyah seems kind of superficial type of women, how she comes across. Unless WWE wants to align her with Aaliyah Mansoor, who I bet Fox wanted because they wanted them playing terrorist sympathizers. I bet that Mansoor will be groomed to be the King of the Rings, so people will automatically hate Mansoor because this is being government propaganda that people will fucking scream about and think they are woke while seen as a U.S. military propaganda tool, but people are going to be so mad when they don't let Xavier Woods become the King of the Ring. I hope he does, though. Maybe they, I mean, maybe they will let them do a single thing, but I wish King of the Ring and the Queen's Crown tournaments were all in one night instead of those just, because because those, those are when tournaments are its best, when they do it one night. And if they do let Woods win, let them have dope matches for each fucking match. Like, let each match be super memorable, not like some super cheesy fucking match. Let it be like a really competitive match that people look at his journey and go, hey, yeah, this was fucking dope, but he did. You know what I mean? They could have done this all in one night, but they don't fucking do that. Um, I mean, Mace, I mean, Mace could feud with Nakamura or some shit. It's better than, to, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, 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 I wonder if they're going to switch brands between the IC champion and the US champion as well. You know what I mean? You, you never really know what goes on with this kind of stuff, really. You, you, you won't get a better grasp until afterwards. You know what I mean? So basically right, right now, so basically right now what we have... Raw, Raw, so overall, Raw got Tazawa, Alpha, Academy, Apollo, Aziz, Niven, Drake, Maverick, Morrison, Nia Jax, Reggie, T-Bar, Zelina, Big E, Bianca, RK-Bro, Edge, Rhea, Nikki, Keith Lee, Ray and Dom, and Austin Theory. Uh, SmackDown got Aliyah, Gulak, Mace, Mansoor, Ali, Tony Storm, Reigns, Charlotte, Drew, New Day, Corbin, Moss, Hit Row, Naomi, and Hardy. Not really, you know what I mean? So we'll see what happens tonight. And now let me get to fucking, uh, let me get to Rampage, I guess. Let me get to Rampage. I'm a tool player. I beat Darby. I survived Will Hobbs. I think the only thing I had up on Will Hobbs at Dynamite Grand Slam was experience. And that experience paid off. You know, he took the eyes off the prize. He collided with Hook. 
and I kind of slipped one over him. I, I think it's starting to settle in. The people are happy I'm back. I, I think it's starting to settle in to the people that they see how happy I am to be back. Eventually, there's going to be a time to get down to business. I think we're rounding that corner. People are going to start coming at me pretty fast here. I got, a, I got a target on my back, and that's the way I want it. Because I would much rather take too big a bite and choke to death on greatness than starve on mediocrity. I want the best people in AEW, and I want them across the ring from me. Whoever decides to step up, just understand that when you do, nap time's always on the menu. Okay, this was a good show, but man, the ratings are not really, you know, not that good at reflecting on what the good show is. Good for a Friday night, but the excuses are, you know, just amazing whenever it comes to AEW in any regard. Because they're going to be, you know, the winners in this regardless. But people are acting like there aren't anything to be alarming about you know, and about this and how they organize their taping. Like, they should really not tape this show at all and make it live, but then, then these marathon tapings are going to destroy the vibe, like, Rampage should probably be filmed in another location, and have this wild ECW kind of vibe, and have it smaller venues, or some shit you want to do, I don't know, but this crowd was probably a bit more loud than the other t tape shows, because you got a Brian Danielson match, which was fucking cool, but it wasn't anywhere as good as people were putting it up, like, there, you know what I mean, but I think because I don't really buy Nick Jackson, as a credible singles wrestler, because whenever the Bucks wrestle sol solo, it really shows how less interesting their matches can be to an extent. Maybe that's credit to how credible their tag team is, that you think someone comes across more important in a tag team rather than a singles match, but I mean, it's Brian Danielson versus Nick Jackson, of course, right? I'm not going to complain, but apparently there is a backstory for this match that when the Bucks were younger in PWG, they're trying to get sympathy, so Brian and R Roderick Strong lit them the fuck up, and it was really fucking bad. Probably Brian initiating them to, in a fucked up way, but, you know, Brian's also so fucking wholesome, so we can't say that. So, like, you know what I mean? So, because, again, the, the Young Bucks made it over revenge for PWG, basically. Because in their book, they titled, like, you know what I mean? That, like, they're trying to get sympathy. The fans didn't like them, so the fans were still fucking cheering Daniel Bryan and Roderick Strong. You know what I mean? So it didn't really work, and, like... The fam, their family were kind of alarmed when they were sitting there, whatever, and all that kind of shit. So, um, so the, yeah, they start off with this match. They lock up. Oh, where was I? Hold on. They lock up and uh, they lock up and and some counters. Nick Jackson getting the advantage. Danielson d dives on the outside on Nick. Brian gets a missile drop kick and more roundhouse kicks. He puts Nick in a dragon sleeper. Nick gets out, clotheslines Brian. Brian counters with a top rope move with, the, with, the, with, the, with an underhook suplex. He does this vicious elbow, uh, elbow strikes. Brian works on the arm on Nick Jackson. Brian chops the living shit out of Nick Jackson after they were striking back and forth. Nick does some pretty dope arm drag. I think Matt Jackson got a spear on Brian while the ref was distracting. Well, I mean, of course he was distracted. Otherwise, this would have been a fucking DQ. Nick has some roundhouse kicks on Brian, but he fucking no-sells them like he's Hulk Hogan. Um, this is disgusting, but but these celebs probably have protection. That's the bigger, that's bigger than all of us in this opinion. But Brian spits in Nick Jackson's face. Fucking yuck. Uh, does more chops, a flying clothesline. Brian gets two running knee strikes. Nick Jackson counters the third super, counters the third with a super kick. Brian gets his knees up to counter a fourth D splash. Brian applies a label lock, but Nick ends up getting his foot on the rope. Brian and Nick fight on the apron. Nick gets a German suplex back in the ring. Nick applies a sharpshooter, but Brian gets on the rope. Nick running, Nick does a running kick. Uh, does uh, Nick running? He running kicks uh, into Cutler when Brian moves out of the way. They brawl outside for a bit. Brian gets a Tiger Driver suplex. Certainly not a, 
Tiger Driver 98, but alas, then he does a elbow strikes nonstop, then applies the cattle mutilation for the win. Again, this was a really good fucking match, and it was dope to see Brian wrestle like this again. But this was not a superior match as people online were fucking saying it was. But you can't really criticize without people taking it too personally, so that you, they don't think a match of this of this caliber would be like super fucking great. But whatever. After the match, Jurassic Express and Christian and the Elite all come out to check on their guy because they're going to team next week on, Di on in Dynamite in an eight-man tag. Then they brawl per usual, and Jungle Boy gets Cole on the snare trap, and he fucking starts tapping in, and then Omega's dare to come inside because he doesn't want to be called Kenny Noballs. He runs in, Brian puts him in the label lock, and both of them, both him and Cole are face-to-face -face tapping. That part was cool. It would have been easy for Brian to just go and do this to Omega, but it, put, it puts Jungle Boy over to make Cole tap as well, so it makes him look like one of the main guys who is being focused on. You know, you know what I mean? Because I was worried about that. You know, what I mean, I, I said that in my last podcast. I I, I, I don't I don't listen, I didn't mind I didn't mind this, but these brawls are getting so fucking redundant. At least it's not constantly the elite getting the beat down like the NWO. It's refreshing to see you know for good guys to look look good to counter it. Like I wish it happened more with the NWO, but it's like this formula got redundant and all all the, all the fucking time. I'll, I'll admit the crowd does go wild for these, but maybe not do them so much because it feels like the undercard works like that as well, especially with the fucking main event that happened. You know what I mean? Um, Hobbs and Hook throw to a video for Starks. I didn't realize that. I just thought they went to another commercial. And I was like, wow, he got beat by Punk, and now he's getting cut off from, from getting getting cut off for a commercial, like but seemed like a fucking like a like a Lincoln commercial. It was like I was watching Matthew McConaughey Lincoln commercial because it, it was it was uh, it was uh, for uh, Ricky Starks, and he calls Cage a cornball, and people thinking that he can beat him because he's bigger than him, and he's not gonna back down and uh, back down uh, from a fight. And the, and he will fight. He will go after Cage. Whatever people keep gassing up Starks like he's dope in the ring, right? Like I get he's dope in the ring, but this team Tashin has done nothing but win the FTW title in a nothing feud where there are stables galore everywhere. So other stables take back seat when this act is not close enough to being hot enough. Besides fucking hook, besides the hook memes online, it feels like the Punk Hobbs thing was just pointless because you would think Punk and Starks would feud. So right there, even though it was just a fucking angle. They shot they just made you think punk was working long term with these guys and it was just a one-off which does nothing for hobbs in my personal opinion i mean other than saying that he got a face punk in his first tv match back you know what i mean like you know but again they just you know like now they won't even been seen for a bit other than some promos for few that are going nowhere like i don't care about this the stark's cage feud cage needs his wife to be his heel manager and make him more interesting they give these guys cool moments and they'll even shine on commentary but there's nothing that has made starks like the guy like it, like in this company there has not been that one legendary performance to put him in that realm and it's kind of hard when it's fucking limited television and people will just excuse a promo here and there to show you they're still alive in this fucking promotion you know what i mean we see a promo from punk and punk having to explain he's kind of moving on and he only reason he beat Hobbs experience because he made the mistake of getting hooked while he moved out of the way and he feels the honeymoon phase is pretty much over and rounding the corner of him getting back down to business and he feels a target on his back and he'd rather choke i i, I put choke on I, I thought he said the clip proved otherwise right but he said i thought he said he'd rather choke on success than starve in mediocrity but i mean 
I, I mean, pretty much the same sentiment that I, was, that I wrote down anyway. He wants the the best people to step up, and that nap time is always on the menu, basically. Decent promo. People think he's going to go to Alistair, Mal- Malachi Black next if the storyline with Cody is kind of done, but whatever. It, 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 but whatever it is, it better be good. I'm not expecting MJF right now, but I don't know who else you know Punk could really go to because even if he does, who's to say that it'll be a pay-per-view feud since this company loves to book the pay-per-view matches like two weeks before the fucking card instead of actually having most of it down because they got to keep doing these gimmick shows every fucking week to you know because the tv rate like the like you know what just accept that your tv ratings are going to be mildly the same and just work to actually get to building more fuels for pay-per-view because you can do all these gimmick shows and guess what they're still doing the same fucking number so just fuck so at least if you're going to do the same number then at least like just have stuff that built to the fucking pay-per-view basically you know what i mean there was a triple threat match that i thought was kind of clunky and it was kind of it showed how how green how green jade can be the longer the matches are the longer she's in the ring but it made but the match itself was not like that fucking great because instead of focusing more on the wrestling element of it they did bells and whistles with a standard hardcore match to kind of shine this thing up a little bit not that it was completely bad it just, it just felt like some of the things were kind of off and they weren't on the same page you know on some level thunder kicks both women now that thunder do chop each other now that catches thunder diving across body slams are down jade breaks out the pin attempt jade and nyla talk shit and strike back and forth jade does a nice pump kick to nyla thunder lays out jay when she misses a drop kick this was fine but after the commercials where it started getting a little clunky as the weapons etc were brought in and i think they should have just gone straight to just done a straight up match you know what i mean thunder drop kicks jade into the gar- a garbage can over her face thunder counters nyla's choke slam pushes her into jade and jade nails her with a spine buster which was dope jade gets another pump kick on thunder nyla gets jade in a single leg crab she did a neck breaker um thunder breaks it up thunder um uh, thunder uh then sends nyla off the top onto the table outside which was kind of cool fucking spot then thunder can get nyla back in the ring and jade lays her out with chairs and fresh off the rose of the top shit where she was told where brandy where she where she told where brandy told jade not to hit red velvet so hard in the segment where she slapped her and now this must be kind of playing in her head because she was trying to she was trying to hit jade trying to hit thunder in the back but it was holding off until she got a clear back shot at until she got a clear back shot at the back because thunder was rolling around the key to that is when she's rolling around you should just jab her with the ch- with the top of the chair, and then and then you can kind of swing it. You know what I mean? And then do that between chair shots. This kind of made Jade look green, especially since these shots were held back and and made worse that she got the pinfall for this and not really doing her actual move for the finish. Pretty weak, but it started off well, you know. But still, give Jade some time to get better. I wish they'd worked no weapon style because it would have been more helpful in making Jade a more rounded performer instead of relying on fucking hardcore shit because it even took thunder and nyla down also a bit you know i feel bad for jade because there's a sign in the crowd that made the rounds on social media which probably means it's a fucking plant probably to cause more controversy but it was a huge beer break sign and jade is flipping her flipping it off which has a cool visual to it you know what i mean it, but it's more microaggressions against her and people are going to use this to pretend they're social justice warriors for for it even though it was probably planned out anyway since they have plants in the audience since the early days of professional wrestling just 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 just, just anything on the internet the internet does it, it's seen as organic and genuine so 
it's just more people to lie on the internet and pretend like uh, you know pretend but I, I but you know I'll say I was glad this match got time you know what I mean I I, I, you know, I thought maybe work towards Jade's strengths more than you know just doing this hard doing this empty hardcore match that doesn't really have any heat to this it has like minor heat to this feud really you know what I mean like not really. We see a video package of Malachi Black where he says he hopes the black mist sprayed on Cody will hit, will hit every nick, nook and cranny. Clearly, he didn't see the replay of where the mist didn't land. It all festers while Cody, Cody, it all festers while Cody, while eating Cody alive because maybe then he'll understand what it takes to defeat an entity like Black. And as far as the Nightmare family goes, he's done with them. The rest of the AW, the rest of the AW roster, on the other hand, plenty of souls in the company that need to know their truth, and there's plenty of toll that needs to be collected. Decent promo. I like that he's done. Uh, he's done with uh, him. Done with Cody, and they can pick. And they can pick this back up later, but I wonder who Black targets next. I mean, maybe it, the most logical one would probably be Punk, maybe, which which one could lead some interesting. It could lead to some interesting places promo wise. It would be interesting to see if any of these feuds, you know, pick up because uh, because this Cody one, I would not say it was a failure because it was still compelling. But I really thought they w- would probably extend this. But I still think the match that they had initially would have been a lot better if they did it all out. And that would have been a great debut match for him at a fucking notable pay-per-view that you can add to why this pay-per-view was fucking awesome. You know what I mean? It was only four minutes, but whatever, you know. That probably, that, that probably would have been a more definitive way, but they had to do the Jacksonville hole coming for this match. We see a package for Sammy winning the title, and Sammy, uh, and, and Sammy within it challenges Bobby Fish to come to the Forbidden Door and get his ass kicked. So I'm excited for this, especially if not if 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 it's not the Bobby Fish we saw a couple of months ago, where his persona seemed really empty, post undisputed era. So maybe you can let him cut a promo ahead of Dynamite on a road to or something, because Bobby Fish promos are underrated in my personal opinion, and it's a crime that WWE never let him get a lot of mic time within the group. But it is what it is, right? Mark Henry does a spiel. Uh, does a spiel, uh, you know, of Hardy and OC. Does a spiel of the uh, Hardy and uh, Orange Cassidy for hair versus hair. Basically, Jack Evans will cut his hair. Cassidy doesn't know what this is. Mark reminds him of the match, and if he loses, he's gonna get his hair cut. And Cassidy just says, "Okay, well, I guess I'm not gonna get lose then." This was fucking great. Hardy is doing his best Brutus Beefcake with a scissors impression. Evans promised Hardy he won't fail him, and and Matt, Matt Hardy yells at him. Nothing really to this match, but the typical shit you expect just to give you another happy ending in Rochester. Or Cassie swings him by his hair. Evan gets a corkscrew kick, but then a four fifty splash. Both of them get back in, get back in on time. Evan does a standing sky twister, then does a press from the top rope, but he misses. Orange, uh, Orange Cassie hits a tornado DT and then a diving DT from the top rope. Then Hardy signals for the Hardy family office to come on. Then I think Chuck was in disguise as one of the barbers or some shit, but him, y- Yuda, and Statlander are there. And then Dark Order show up and where they came from underneath the ramp area. And even Brody Jr., and they're making a huge wall to fend off any interference. Orange Cassie gets orange punch for the win. Hardy family office leaves Evans by himself, and he gets a haircut. Now, then, though, this wasn't going to meet my expectations of the greatest hair versus hair match between Minoru Suzuki and Hiroki Goto, but Suzuki willing to shave it, shave it himself because he's such a badass while being a man of his word. So this was not that, but it was a lot better than the WWE version of making the heel make funny faces while a bunch of faces have to cut his hair. And it feels like Jack Evans is not really a definitive character that people would be willing to be invested in for a haircut, you know? Like, Matt Hardy would have been a lot better in this role, obviously. I hope it, I'm sure this feud will continue because why the fuck not? 
They'll just keep repeating the same tactic for this match and they get kind of fucking redundant. The babyface celebrate as they do a group hug. The happy ending was fine. Even Brody Jr. was there too, you know. They made mention of the casino casino ladder match. The competitors are Moxley, Archer, Andrade, Pac, and then at the end, the commentator mentioned Cassidy and Hardy being part of it. So basically, people who are infused together, and there will be a Joker. Now, people would assume it is Hangman, but knowing that this company, they will give another random person who shows up for one night and ends up losing. Or it could be Brian Danielson who ends up being in the match after his eight-man tag and a title shot. And if that's the case, this is very WWE way to build up a fucking feud. And I think they should just go for it and have Hangman show up and then spend the next several weeks with promos of how he wants to overcome this and how he needs to defeat his past on the people who he used to be friends with. God forbid they actually have a match a month away from the pay-per-view but you know they're gonna swerve us and have some bullshit and make us wait more i'll i'll, I'll i get that there will be a conclusion to this feud but even their long-term storylines this fucking company always has missteps in the middle in my personal opinion and i'm saying how i'm saying i'm just saying how long how long do you want to fucking wait like give him the moment already because you know when hangman wins it they're not gonna even let him have the longest title reign it'll probably be like a Sami Zayn's title reign in nxt or some shit like, he gets the moment, but we'll always talk about, and then they'll probably have him lose to, to Cody or MJF or something. I'm looking forward to what the fuck they do, but I should not expect Adam Page, even if it's a home run, and a, it should be a guarantee. If AW wants to show me they're worthy of setting up big field, fight fields for a world title, because during Omega's reign, there really hasn't been one other than O'Brien versus Omega. The rest of the feuds didn't feel as big, and it was bad enough Christian pinned him first, but this is the time to pull the fucking trigger on Hangman Page. If they go with Brian Omega, then they should have just definitely waited until full gear to do this. Because, of course, everything is about big television shows. And blow all your fucking main events on free television. Because that's what it will be used for in this era of fucking ratings. We're not, we're, if we're not discussing tired shit like AEW outselling WWE, by the way. Like, we all know AEW is winning this war, so now people are making, are, are, are acting like this is fucking crazy that, oh my god, they're outselling uh, WWE and ticket prices, while WWE shows are making excuses about ticket price, like the, the, the price set for these, pri- for these tickets. You know, like who get, just build up some good feuds and have them set in stone for some fucking pay per view if you do. It, it it isn't it isn't like it, if it isn't Paige or Brian, then I could see the the title match happening on television, and and then they bring in whoever they need for like the pay per view match. But overall, the show is not bad. They really got to do better at the time slot and actually find ways to keep the tapings fresh because it really does show when this in this era that the crowd is already tired out. And, and it, that probably matches how the people at home feel after watching two hours of fucking SmackDown. They, they have to stop doing these marathon tapings, but I'm, but like, I'm kind of glad like, I'm not, it has not come to Canada yet because I don't know if I could do these t- fucking marathon tapings, you know. I probably would, but just, you know, under the goddamn principle. But overall, you know, this was a show, and uh, it was fine, you know what I mean? Um, it, it was a decent fucking show. Nice happy ending for, you know, uh, you know, uh, for, um, for the ending, you know what I mean? They keep building up to more, you know, more, uh, you know, uh, happy endings that eventually when a heel does something dastardly in the hometown, it will really stand out and it will probably really mean something, you know what I mean? Anyways, um, I'm going to go watch fucking Ron in a couple, in, in like in a, in a half hour, hour or so, um, yeah, so thank you for, you know, listening to this. I don't know if anyone did listen to this. I'm sure people are listening while they're monitoring my fucking computer. 
So uh, to those who are listening live via fucking, you know, hacking and all that kind of stuff, thank you very much for still paying attention to me so you can torture me later on and keep threatening that you're going to fucking kill me and murder me or something like that. You know what I mean? And then by the time it happens, no one's going to give a shit and then I'll become a true crime fucking, uh, I'll become a true crime meme that people are going to fucking pretend to actually give a shit when it's all just simple. The the elites organize all these fucking killings. Everything else, it doesn't really need to be fucking, it doesn't even need to be analyzed whatsoever. Anyways, peace out.